<laughs> Christ. Amateur. <laughs> you know what? Episode 45. Don't forget to check us out on 3starrecruits.com. Go check out the other podcast, DFS Units. Big spike today. Oh, yeah? This week, huge. Huge spike in the stats. It's doing well. I'm 2-0 in college basketball tonight. I'm 3-0 and right now. Yeah. Not in college basketball. But well, kicking kick the dick. So, Statboy's been a little rusty lately, guys. Almost like he's out of practice. Rusty or inactive? <laughs> like, just not on top of his game. Okay. So, I got thinking about it. Which game? Well, we're going to play a game. <laughs> Since you were MIA for, you know, we, we brought on a sponsor in Mooney's. Yes. We did a mac- macaroni and cheese review. Were you aware of this? Yeah. Okay. I watched it. We also had played a game between the monk oh. ourselves. That you conveniently missed out on. Oh. He just happened to be in Florida. Yeah. You mean the jelly bean game? Yeah. I did watch that too. <laughs> I think you should have to eat a couple jelly beans. Ooh, that's a good point. Okay. I support this decision. So over there on that table right there is a purple canister. Yep. Behind, gr- behind the fan. Behind the fan. You colorblind? Yep. And grab me the box so I know what you potentially could be eating. Just one of the boxes. Preferably the one that's open. That works. Why don't you... Sorry, just hand it to me. Why don't you switch seats with Adam real quick so you're on camera for this. Yeah. I don't, have, old, I don't have a bag. So take just, the old leper out and bring your aluminum foil shirt on over here. And <laughs> you're going <laughs> to... I look like a leftover burrito. You're going <laughs> to... Leftover burrito. You're going you're gonna to need something to spit in. Oh. They cannot be that brutally bad. Like an extra cup All right. or something. All right. He's out of principle. He's going to eat them all now. <laughs> all right. He's so how many think, How many do you think? We ate five. We did, yeah. so I think he eats five. All, all right. right. All right. Five? All right. So you, here's the rule. Yeah, you're right. Open it. Yep. No. No, no, no. You do oh, what you okay. did there. Make Russ sure. open it. Yeah. Childproof. No. Pull the, no. Uh, no, you just uh, pull it up and slide it back down. Ah, interesting. Okay. Fancy shit. So here's your choice. Is you can pick one of those and flick the other one back in and then redraw. Just or touch you, them both first, right? Just. Okay. Uh, this one looks like it might have a chance at being buttered popcorn or something. So let me I want see this it. one. Is it the butter? It could it's be like either. an off white. It's buttered popcorn or a rotten egg. <clears throat> this one could be marshmallow. Either way, you're eating five of them. <laughs> All right. How about you're eating both of those? Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Butter popcorn or rotten egg? Winner. Butter popcorn? <laughs> Damn. Uh, the butter popcorn wasn't... I, it's still I not one. great, It's still though. not good, though. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Let me know when you're ready. Don't don't rush through this. This is enjoyable. Russ probably wants more All right. dish soap. Is that Marshmallow, the, I would assume. It's just clear or straight up uh, white. It might be coconut. It's just white? Mm-hmm. It's either spoiled milk or coconut. So there's no winning here for me. <laughs> you don't like coconut? <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Give it a spin. I would spoil milk. He probably doesn't know what coconut tastes like, so. That's a spoiled milk face. You don't have to swallow it. I know, but it's all in my teeth at this point. I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> spoiled milk? I'm less concerned with the taste and more that I can smell my breath already. <laughs> <laughs> My tea. What was it? Oh, what do you think it was? I don't Spoiled know. Milk, you didn't like coconut. It tastes like yeah. college all over again. 
<laughs> Jesus. Nothing worse than dumping out your milk and it's got chunks in it. Oh. <laughs> All right, three more. Lift it up. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like this one. You say ew. This one looks like some sort of dragon's egg. I don't know. <laughs> so I think you should eat that one, the other one. Eat that. Eat the one you had your hands on. The other one you've already had. That's either buttered mm-hmm. popcorn. Okay. So that one I think is, I think that's dead fish or strawberry banana smoothie. <laughs> He's probably had I dead. Think. He's probably had dead fish though. Or no. Yeah, you act like I'm not going to enjoy that. <laughs> okay, hold on. That actually might be, that might be barf or peach. Okay. I think it's barf or peach. The barf is not good, just so you know. Peach. Oh, damn it. Anticlimactic, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lift that up, flick that bean off there. We're going to get you a new, new jelly bean. He's a pro. Flick the bean. <laughs> All right. Green, that's not promising. And so, not Hulk green. Like So you've had three green. right now, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so that's either juicy pear or booger. What's oh, the other one? Right at home for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's still young. He still eats his boogers. <laughs> Give it a spin. He's only had one bad jelly bean so far. Oh, he's he only would, eaten one, though. So he spoiled milk, more. and that's all I could smell right now. He would have won the gift card. Tasty. So we don't know what it is because you like boogers. <laughs> <laughs> it's not boogers. So it's juicy pear. You want to, you know what that one's going to be, so you don't want to. We're going we're gonna to put that guy back in there. Yeah. All right, last one. How do they make the bean taste juicy instead of just pear? It's <laughs> juicy pear. Yeah. Xanthan, right? No, uh, xylitol. Sorry. That was a very rhetorical question. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, okay. Okay. I want the brown-looking one. All right, well, that's either, it's either canned dog food or chocolate pudding, and the other one is, let me see the other one. I don't know what that one is. That's Do them both. <laughs> oh, yeah, mix them. Mix them. Is there a birthday cake one? Yeah, birthday cake dishwater. I think it's that one. Oh, yeah. Russ has had a couple so of those. He knows what that what one was. What was the brown one again? Uh, canned dog food or chocolate pudding? <clears throat> <laughs> That's not good. It can't be chocolate pudding. It tastes like Purina. <laughs> Kibbles and bits. Doesn't hardly taste like anything, honestly. I'm underwhelmed at best. Damn. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> I mean, I taste something, but not dog food. All right, so I'm hoping for dishwater because I'm always looking at it going, why am I pouring all these leftovers are you, are down you the do, drain? Are you going into overtime on your own? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> See, if you were here, you would have had No, he's just enjoying them at this point. You would have had free jelly beans. You, you had. <laughs> we ate all the bad ones. You just got a bunch of good tasting stuff here. Yeah, dishwater. <laughs> Russ likes that one. I do not like that one, but I did have it twice during the game. It tastes like hand sweat. It tastes like the inside of O.J. Simpson's glove. <laughs> oh, boy. Russ got barf once. I did. That's what that rotten milk tastes like now. He just sniffed. <laughs> He's like, I mean. All right. I feel like you've, you've, you've fulfilled your punishment. Good. I'm glad. Goodness. All right, I guess we can get on with the show then. Yeah, it was just convenient he wasn't here that week. Right. So we'll get into football. We'll get into playoff football. So do you guys want to do, I'm going to start out just with our picks from last week and redo this week? Okay. Sure. So before we get into like playoff talk, everybody knows who won at this point. 
So we will get into our picks and how we did last week. So I believe we have a tie in first place. Adam and Russ have three each. Uh, Adam, you got all three games on Sunday. Saturday was not a good day for me. I got yeah. Russ had the Bucks minus seven and the Saints and Browns. I'm in three of these pools. I didn't get anything right Saturday. All three pools. So Russ, you guys are have three points, and you and I are tied at two points. You had a good Saturday. You had Rams and the Bucks. Yeah, see, I paid attention on Saturday, and then I was like, I'll get another one at least on Sunday. I didn't really pay attention. Then I looked at it the you day after, skunked. and what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> I got skunked on Saturday. Well, two of the games pushed. Oh, no, sorry. We had over-unders, too, on my other ones. So that's why I was... Yeah, wrong pool. Yep. Either way, we are... Uh, you two are at three points, and T-Dub and I are at two points. Heading into the final four. All right, let's get into this week's picks you've had a chance i can kick it off if you guys are not ready i'm ready but you can kick it off all right so uh first game uh packers plus six and a actually adam you kick it off you ran this last week so. all right first game rams at packers in lambo supposed to be quite chilly rams <clears throat> minus six or sorry packers minus six and a half that's your I, pick i got packers packers um, I am taking Aaron Donald against David Bakhtiari's backup. I think this will be closer than people expect. I'm going to take the Rams and the points. I like that matchup you did there. That's a, this one, because we have a six and a half, I went Packers, but if it was seven or above, which I've seen it at, I would definitely go Rams. I'm going Packers minus six and a half. Donald is playing. That is confirmed now, even though he did sit out practice this week. We do not know. Cooper Cup is questionable right now. He'll play. And then Wolford, is that his name? We don't know who's starting quarterback this week. Goff Scott. Is is Wolford, like, okay? That's what I said, but apparently it's like, well, we don't know who's starting this week. Unless Goff's thumb got worse. I'd be surprised if he didn't start. So I'm still taking Packers minus six and a half. Jared Goff in games of 30 degrees or lower. He's 0-4 in his career with zero touchdowns and a 34 QBR. And I can't imagine cold weather is good for a thumb that's two weeks yeah. off surgery. Only Obviously, the big thing, as Russ mentioned, is the Rams defense. Yep. Packers minus six and a half. I, too, have Packers minus six and a half. I mean, there's just too much going on. I'm just going to yield to you guys as the experts. If you guys see what's going on, I'm just going to assume you're right because there's so much stuff going on behind the action right now that it's hard to be involved with all of it, and I'll take your word. All right. Next game, Saturday night, Ravens, Bills, Bills minus two and a half. I am taking the Bills. Uh, Yeah, Bills. Taking mil- Bills minus two and a half. Both teams this year, 11 to six against the spread. Lamar has never played in the snow. I don't know if you guys heard that this week. Although that could hurt the Bills, too, because obviously they run the ball no matter what. But if they get up, they're going to have to throw it, and obviously that's not good for him. Yeah, but Josh is used to throwing a cold weather. He played well, in Wyoming, Right, too. but I'm saying for Lamar. it's yeah. If they can run – if Baltimore can stay close and just run the ball, it's going to be a really good game. I is worry about a, the run, but – Is there a snowstorm coming? Yeah. Possibly, yeah. Last I heard was 50%, yeah. which is up from 40% yesterday, so – so, I do worry about the run, but last year they did a very good job. Lamar only threw for 145 yards and ran for 40, even though the Bills lost. Uh, Lamar has thrown for 2,757 yards this year. Josh Allen has thrown for 
4,544. And the reason I mention this is because Wolbon on ESPN earlier this week said, well, both guys are more inclined to run than throw. Although Josh has played one less game in his career than Lamar Jackson, has 9,707 yards, Lamar has 7,085 yards. That's almost an entire season for Lamar Jackson in difference. I like Josh Allen. I like the Bills here. Uh, Ravens, 3-3 three and three against teams with a winning record this season. They have they had to win their last five games to get into the playoffs. Those last five games, Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, Giants, and Cincinnati, the only team with a winning record there is Cleveland. I like the Bills, minus two the, and a half. These two teams are probably the hottest in football. Yep. So. I, I have nothing to argue against that. I 100% agree, Bills, minus two and a half. Pretty cut and dry on that one, I think. Yeah. Oh, it might be biased on our end too, but um, yeah. First game Sunday, <laughs> Browns plus ten against the Chiefs. I'm taking Browns. I think I'm 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 hoping backdoor cover. That's all I've got. It's just it's, I don't think it's going to be close, but I I'm just hoping they backdoor cover it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I think the Chiefs win the game, but I think. I mean, the Browns just dropped 48 points on the Steelers, so they've shown they can put up some offense. So I'm going to, because the spread's so big, I'm going to take the Browns and the points. Do you want to throw your pick out there before I hit it? Yeah, I was going to take I was going to take the Chiefs. I I don't have a ton of logic behind that other than, uh, like Russ is saying, he's basing that a little bit on the Steelers game. And I think when the wheels come off the way they did, it's kind of hard to use that as merit for betting the next week. I yeah, I mean, maybe it is predicting what's going to happen a little bit, but I mean, that was the wheels coming off the wagon there. That wasn't yeah. that wasn't something big as far as the franchise itself. I don't think it, so. Cowboy, Chiefs for me. Yeah, Kyle might hit. The, I don't know, but I think the key to this game is the Chiefs running game, which is up in the air. Edwards Alaire returned to practice this week, right. though we don't know for sure how much he's going to play or if he's going to play. Return to practice. Hmm. Returning to practice on Wednesday doesn't mean you can play on Sunday. Yeah. Especially with that injury. And they say, obviously, in the playoffs, you have to have a running game. But when I look at these eight teams, two of them have running games. Yep. So uh, My pick is also the Browns plus 10. Uh, there's been 27 games this season in the NFL <laughs> where there has been a double-digit favorite. Chiefs are 1-4 against the spread as a double-digit favorite. They're 7-9 in the season against the spread. And at the halfway point, the Chiefs... Weeks 9 through 17, went 1-8 and eight against the spread to finish the season. And I think we're, uh, as Adam pointed out, the running situation in Kansas City, I think we'd get 2-0 down to Mahomes. Mahomes is a great football player. I'm not going not to – there's no disputing that at all. But I think what we're not paying attention to is they only put up 17 points against the Falcons and barely won because they didn't have a running back. And then they got swept under the rug because at that point they're already in the playoffs. And then they sat everybody in week 17, lost, but nobody cared because – no one played. Right. So I'm taking the Browns plus 10. And then our final game Sunday is Bucks saints um, Saints are minus three favorites. Brady's too locked in for me. I'm taking the Bucks plus three. Yeah, I think this game's a coin flip anyways, so I will take the points and the Bucks. And the Saints already beat them twice this year. Hard to beat a team three times. I'm going Saints minus three. I think to get it done, I think they beat them for the third time. Uh, Buccaneers 0-5 against the spread the last five meetings, 1-5 last five games, or like six games against the spread in New Orleans. And these two teams matching up, the favor is 4-1 and one the last five against the spread. I have the Bucks. It's Tom Brady in the playoffs. 
I'm also secretly hoping for a Bills Bucks championship. That would be amazing. Super Bowl. <laughs> but so there's the picks. Hopefully we do better this week than last week. Yeah, I don't know. Fifty oh, percent was pretty good last week. I thought. I was say I'm tied for first, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> Taylor, I hope we do better this week. Me too, buddy. Good All right, luck. thank you. All right, so let's talk about the games last week. Uh, what do you guys think of the games? Boring. <coughs> I, I Bills Bills Colts game was good. Every other game was just kind of, yeah, it was there. I mean, um, the Bears game is exciting if you watched it on Nickelodeon, right? Hey, I watched all 60 minutes on Nickelodeon. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Number one star this week, Lex Lumpkin. Oh, my. The kid's like 14. Yeah. He's a Who? he's a beast. He's like 14-year-old kid. Sideline reporter for Nickelodeon. Yeah, we didn't we didn't hang out at Nickelodeon very long. We turned around, we're like... I was okay with it. Yeah, we're like, yeah. Oh, it was definitely worth it. For how boring the game was... Nickelodeon made it better. So you're saying the Googly eyes was good. So who? Yeah, Lux Lumpkin. Lux signed. Washington. What he do? Win like a contest or something? Or? No, he's he he's like a childhood actor. He's on all that and some other show oh, on Nickelodeon. Okay. Well, that's what I was asking. Yeah. he's not a sideline reporter prior For, to the prior to well, this. This week he was. Well, I know. Like McAfee said, <laughs> he was on McAfee Monday. Yeah, he was. He was on McAfee. But McAfee's like, I had no idea some of the references. If they would have said, "Hey, we need to kick it down to Mo," I would have known what they were talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They uh, Nickelodeon googly eyes when they show players on the sideline. SpongeBob in between the full goal, field goal posts. <laughs> Young Sheldon popping up telling people what a, what the penalty was. Yeah, which slime. was all oh, when they won the end zone. Yeah, slime when you get in the end zone. Which by Sean Payton, you're on my shit list. <laughs> he oh, he got legitimately <laughs> slimed, but like real slimed. He was wearing his Jordan Elevens. <laughs> he kept them on. He's probably got five other pair of them. It's kind of a disrespect to the brand, though. And even better was they gave out a Nickelodeon valuable player. Nick Trubisky won it. Oh, the MVP, yeah. <laughs> Nick Trubisky. <laughs> oh, sorry. We're on a roll here. <laughs> he walked in here drunk today. I know. What did he, I didn't even remember what he said. <laughs> Neither, because no, we don't know. Rocket something. <laughs> yeah, rocket. Hey, he turned nah. hockey into rocket <laughs> yeah. something. Right, well, he was like, it's like he just left the audition for like Joe Dirt, too. Homeless, why you make Swamp it? people. Yeah. You like to see homeless naked, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he bought a 12 pack of Molson. That's the last one left. Drank the other 11 on the way over. It's a four minute ride. Yeah. <laughs> a couple um, of minutes. I thought, uh, you say the games were boring, but I thought there were a couple storylines that made them exciting because the, uh, forgetting his name, but the kid that started for Washington at quarterback. Heineken. Heineke. Heineke. He, uh, Taylor Heineke. That was a cool story, seeing him step in there. I thought he played really well, and I thought that alone kind of made that game exciting to watch. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch much of the Rams Seahawks. That game was. Not a whole lot. Other than Wolfer getting absolutely demolished. Hopefully he is okay with his neck. That looked ugly. Yeah. I haven't heard an update on him. No. Look yeah, that up, Stat Boy. Um, they, Rams quarterback. Oh, come on. Stat Boy doesn't even have his phone out. I was out ready yet. to interject, actually, but all right. I'll go, go ahead and <laughs> interject. Multitasker. No, no, no. I was going to move along the conversation. So um, no worries about that. Got to remind myself of the other games. Titan Ravens. That kind of was a boring game in my eyes. It was all right. It was. I'll give you that one. It was ten nothing. They brought it back, but yeah, then they ended up yeah. not being a game. Yeah, it wasn't. That's, that's how the the Seahawks Rams game. Rams kind of. Sco- I think they scored first and kind of held control, and then the Rams just or the 
Seahawks just couldn't do anything. So. Yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know what Wilson had, like, 170 yards yeah. passing. Like, he didn't do much. You're looking for a uh, status John. update. Yeah. Right. Yeah, injury report. John. Yeah. I think it was John Wolford. Wolford. John Wolford, yeah. So he got. Last I knew, he went to the friggin' hospital. Yeah, he he looked like he had his neck compressed on a big hit, and they didn't really give an update. He was taken out in an ambulance. Um, did you have any conversations Sunday night with your father-in-law? Oh, I did not. The, but your Steelers fan, yeah, I have some thoughts on the Steelers. Ru- First of all, Russ had the best comment on the weekend. He rolls in here. That was son. that was a major transition too. Yes, yeah. we weren't talking about it. We weren't talking about anything. Then he walks in in the house Sunday, sits down next to my father in law, who's oh, got his here. who's got his Steelers jersey on. He didn't watch the game here. Right, okay, he's got his jersey on. It's probably better that he didn't. And Russ sits down and said, "So uh, they gonna let Roethlisberger out of the nursing home for the night to play?" <laughs> 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 he brushed it off like, "Yeah, he'll be ready. Don't worry." And then that's the story we get though, like from Steelers fans, and I'm like. We talked about this last week with the Steelers, and you got an update over there for us. All that I can find on John Wolford is that he's not practicing, and Jared Goff is practicing in full yeah. gear. So I think Goff, Goff. Yeah, I, I, at this I point didn't in the week, you have. Yeah, that. I didn't think Wolford did even practice, but so we've, we've I've heard a lot of that from Steelers fans. They're just they have this arrogance about them in the sense of like, oh, Ben's just going to be you know he's got to found a fountain of youth or some shit. It's not the case. Uh, Roethlisberger turned the ball over four times Sunday. He's done. And I'll tell you why he's done. They have 18 free agents on that team. If they go into next season right now, what they have without signing without signing free agents, they're 31 million dollars over the projected cap. He's owed 41 million dollars. So you're going to turn around, and pay your free agents like Juju, who's a moron, and Claypool. Wow. We'll get into that. You're going to turn around and pay them. We're going to give Roethlisberger 41 million dollars to you know run it back. Right, but well, Claypool's not due money. No, I'm not but, saying Claypool is, but I'm saying you have 18 free agents. Why are you going to turn around and spend $41 million and you're that far over the cap on a yeah, 40-year-old quarterback? I'd be curious. I don't know. Actually, I have the app on my phone. I'll look it up what we're talking, but I'd be curious who those free agents are. And Juju's one of them. Well, all right, but the other guys. I, Juju won't be back, I don't think. Um, be curious how much money they could free up, how much guys that really aren't playing or – they got aren't, young aren't guys because a lot of their team is older. I, I think Fitz Pat is that his name Fitzpatrick, the defensive Minka, back. Yeah, I think he's one of them. Yeah, yeah, because he he got traded last year. I think his contract was coming up. Um, but yeah, I, and Roethlisberger put it back on them. Right, he said, "If the Steelers want me back, I'll play." I think they forced him into retirement and kind of give him a backdoor package and say, "Hey, you know, thanks, you're forever a Steeler." Yeah, his uh, his demeanor. After the game, you know, he was shed, he shed some tears on the yeah. sideline, stayed on the bench for a while, and I don't blame the guy. He's overall he's had a hell of a career. Yeah. His demeanor after the game to me looked like a guy that knew he was done. Yeah. And so because there was no fans and that financial <laughs> impact on the NFL teams this year, salary cap's gonna drop. And that puts puts the Steelers are like thirty one million dollars over next year. And you gotta pay your free agents. If you're going to keep them, or anybody going to bring in, you got to fill those roster spots and pay somebody. So you, you can't really pay him $41 million when you're that so, far in the cap. Yeah. Uh, the NFL always has some goofy contract stuff. So where does the 41 come from? Why is that already a determined number? That's what he's owed next year. Yeah. Just so he's, uh, he's under contract for 41 yeah. next year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. 
I thought you were saying he was a free agent, and no. the no. number was somehow 41. <clears throat> he's a, he's owed 41 next year. He must have back-ended his contract somehow where he got more in the later years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, I'm just trying to look at guys here. I can't. I'm, the app on my phone, I can't see it as well. It's on a computer. But on spot track, I always look at the contracts on who's a free agent. And, yeah. But I, they don't have a ton of guys with big contracts. I think there was only like six guys over like ten million, which makes it worse because you're already thirty-one million over. Yeah, but yeah, obviously Roethlisberger is a big decision for them. Just even getting to that game or getting back to it, I guess I need. I want to go back to the Ravens Titans because same thing happened. Decision making from Tomlin and Mike Vrabel. Tomlin punted on fourth and two, like fourth and two, when you're down. I don't know what they're down like twenty at the time. Now, obviously, they were playing well at the time because that was the third quarter or maybe beginning of the fourth. But you're playing well. Why not go for it? You're down 20. And you have Derrick Henry. No, no. I'm Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh oh. first. Oh, Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah, they, but they punted as well. But Rabel did the same thing, right? Yeah, it was like fourth and two, fourth and one. They call and it, they they say it's the analytics or whatever. Yeah, they punted from the yeah. 40. I think the Ravens 40 because they punted the end zone. It was like a net 15 punt. And that was it was the fourth quarter at that point. And it's like, what are you doing? And Vrabel's always said, I'm going to be aggressive. Well, it's win or go home. And you chickened out. Yeah. Yeah, I just – there were some definitely poor coaching decisions. But I think in terms of Pittsburgh, you got to be realistic. We talked about it during the draft last year. We're like, Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. Because they were without Ben. We saw how bad they looked without him. Didn't anticipate they're going to move forward with those guys as a future. There was guys on the board for Pittsburgh they could have 100 percent drafted and looked to their future, but they just have this like arrogance, like ah oh, no, we got Ben, we're good. And I don't know if they can restructure his contract at all. Like, hey, we'll give you 20 million. Obviously, freeing up 20 million is a lot. And I, like you said, they're already over capped by 31 million. Is that what they're okay? Because I just looked at it, it said going into next year they're under capped by like 10 million. Over but, thirty-one million, so the salary cap's going to change because oh, okay. it's based off financials. Oh, for the uh, season, so, it's going to drop. Even if they could restructure, because there's no chance that if they let go of him, no team's going to. If some if a team picks him up to be a backup, he's not going to start in the league. If someone picks him to be a backup, I'm he's not going to make more than how eight million. So if Pittsburgh says, "Hey, can we restructure contract of fifteen to twenty million next year?" He's not going to say no. I don't think. I'm, if, and they if I'm, say, hey, you're going to start. If I'm Ben, offer me a package, I'm out. Somehow give me my money or most of it. And you know what I mean? I retire as a Steeler. I'm going to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm forever a Steeler. I'll be a legend in this damn town. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's, what? he has nothing left to prove. Nothing. If they if they signed him, if he still is under contract, owed $41 million next year, if the Steelers have the option of restructuring that, then that makes the salary cap irrelevant. Because you can just work right if around If you can it. just work around it and say, hey, we don't right. want to pay this guy this money. We'll restructure it to pay him 15. Which is what Patriots said with Brady. You, you they, can 100% kept, do, yeah. You could do what the Yankees did, wasn't it? Then there's Alice no point. or whatever, a million dollars for they're still paying no, that guy. Was Bobby Bonilla. Or Bobby yeah. Bonilla. Yeah. Then, then there's no point in having a salary cap in the league. Right. No, they'd have to restructure because they're so far over. Yeah, that that yeah, that whole that situation doesn't make any sense to me. 
So I he, understand they're over, but if you're over, you have to trade guys or buy them out. You can't just say, hey, we're over. We're going to change your contract so we're not over. It just becomes an accounting game at that point. Yeah, that makes the salary cap a joke. So I'm I'm looking at the money for Steelers right now. Big Ben, his cap hit is $41 million. He is not making $41 million next year. Right, his cap hit. Yeah. His base salary is $4 million, and he has a $12.5 million signing bonus. And then a $15 million roster bonus. If he's on the roster. Right. So, I, I mean, he's still going to get $16 million. So you e- put, even if they let him go. So, yeah, I'd walk out. So That's what I would do. As long as the guy's no, full of injuries. N- there's no other team that would pick him up. No. And absorb a $41 million cap hit. Well, if if Pittsburgh released him, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't get the fifteen. He wouldn't get. He wouldn't get the fifteen that Pittsburgh gave him for the roster bonus. What's oh, the other okay, bonus? Okay. So what's the other bonus? So that bumps it down to twenty signing bonus, and it probably has to. So he probably got to resign it to. Yeah, so it'd be twenty six. Let what? there let there be oh, light. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. Uh, so why would any team pick him up at twenty six to be a back backup? That's what I don't understand. I don't know what the all the rule all the leagues are different. I don't know if. Pittsburgh released him. I don't think he would be due that money at all. I think it would be if they released him, he would get the he would get the money from Pittsburgh because there was similar to Le'Veon, Le'Veon, Bell. Le'Veon Bell, right? If he gets released and someone signs him, they just have to pay the difference of the of they, whatever the con- yeah. new contract. So is. if someone signs, basically if Ben got released and someone else picked him up, they could they're they're they owe the Steelers basically yeah. the other team how how that financially works. So if they say, all right, we're going to pay him 600000 they owe the Steelers a difference. Right. Because he's guaranteed so. that money. But And then there's no cap hit? I'm talking cap hit. Why would a team pick him up and there would be a tw- cap hit for sale? Yeah, there would be dead money, whatever the dead money number yeah. is. Yeah, this cap is stupid. That doesn't make any sense. But it's, a, it's a large cap. Steelers have if, like- if your contract has a $26 million cap, hit, I don't care what team you're playing for, somebody should have that $26 million cap hit against their cap. Right. So why would someone pick him up? <clears throat> so you're saying if someone picked him up, they should have the same cap hit, the $41 million. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah. And I think the, what, the cap hit just doesn't go bye-bye because right. you but signed with a different team. But I think part of that, maybe the way, I don't know, I'd have to dig deep into it, but what, what he's reading is that $15 million would be if he makes – Steal his roster, so I think if he I, gets released, he doesn't get that. Yeah, I'm assuming that's why I was saying 26. But so, uh, okay, say he gets released and the Jets sign him. Do the Jets have a 26 million dollar cap hit now because of Roethlisberger? No, I don't think be, so. It would be whatever. So they would have to they work out a contract of you know whatever they're going to pay him. So say they're going to say his contract was whatever 26 million. They sign him for 10 million. They pay him 10 million, but then they then they have to pay. The no, they pay him eight. Steelers pay him the other two, and they pay back Steelers the two million dollars. <laughs> I don't know. It's a shit show. I don't think we. Should, I, I don't even know where you just came up with eight. If they signed him for ten, because he's owed two next year, right? No. Didn't you say his salary is two million? Sixteen and a half. That's the, what the bonus, though, right? What's his base salary? Four. Okay, so his, it's four. So someone signs him for ten. Well, that's if they release him before the. We're we're talking if someone else releases him. He's no, owed but four if, million. But if they don't release him before the before the deadline, he's owed that signing bonus. Right. I'm talking if just in general. Some if he gets released and someone else signs him. <laughs> Sorry. I'm trying to read if up. Someone here. signs him for ten, he's still owed the guaranteed of four from Pittsburgh. 
because that's under his contract. So, so he, if someone signs him for 10, he gets a 10 from the new team, and that team has to pay back Pittsburgh $4 million. They pay the difference because Pittsburgh's going to pay Ben, and then this team that signs him pays back Pittsburgh. And then yeah. he magically has no salary cap at he would on the other team for their salary. Yeah, it's so signing it's funky because they, they signing went through bonuses, with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, signing bonuses in the NFL are fully guaranteed. Um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, it just okay. says it's a sunk cost. Okay. That uh, my guess is that it. signing bonus is still going to get paid next year well, because yeah, they're guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Yeah. Right. Just, uh, and you probably made they probably split up a signing bonus over multiple years. Is my guess. Yeah, you got one last year, five million. Whenever, he, yeah, so he probably has right. a split up. Well, let's move on. We'll talk about this later. We're not accounting. That, that makes the salary cap a joke, in my opinion. It's stupid. What What did you guys think of Marcus Peters? Marcus going, going to the logo after the interception. I uh, didn't really care. I don't. I, I, I don't get know. why they did. I just didn't really care. I liked it. I just I know why I did it, but the Titans did them earlier in the year. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's just it a Whatever. right. It's the competitiveness of of the NFL. I think. I think people are making a bigger deal of it than it is. It's trash talking. It's not like Marcus Peters doesn't stop talking on the field, I don't think. so. See, that's how you trash talk. <clears throat> that's how you do it. Yeah. You, you wait. You don't run your mouth. You win and you do that. Oh, he probably ran his mouth the entire game, though. But that's not my point. <laughs> it's like that's when you make it known. You don't do what Juju's been doing and come out and interview and be like, yeah, the Browns is the Browns, which was weird. Before that game happened, I saw the quote and I screenshot it. I'm like, Huh, this could come back to buy Juju. So I'm going to go ahead and screenshot that. So there it is. Did you see this quote when he did the interview? Uh, not recalling if I did. He said, I think they're still the same Browns I see every year. They're nameless gray faces. They have a couple good players on their team. But at the end of the day, the Browns is the Browns. Yeah. Somewhat that, backfired on him. Yeah. That's a guy that needs to learn to shut his mouth and concentrate on football <clears throat> a little more. And then Chase Claypool on Monday. <clears throat> Was doing a Instagram live? Was that what it was? TikTok live? Is TikTok have live? You too? I don't have TikTok. I don't use that. I think they do have live, but he was on there, like, and people were making comments, and he made a comment like, "Yeah, it was a tough loss, but they're gonna get clapped next week by the by the Chiefs, so it's cool." It's like, dude, yeah, you sound like a baby. You just I mean, got clapped by Cleveland. So yeah, yeah, shut your mouth. Exactly. Those are two kids that need to be pulled aside by Tomlin, who yes. a lot of people are saying the culture of what used to be Pittsburgh has kind of gone away. He needs to pull those two aside and be like, you guys need to shut up. Yeah. So I never thought about it, and I don't know if you watched McAfee on Monday. You got, uh, got a kid on there who's a Steel- big Steelers fan. He um, The COVID cowboy. Yeah, COVID cowboy. He uh, he said, what, what are they going to do? He said, well, they won't get rid of Tomlin. They're just going to fire their coordinators like they always do. Blame it on the coordinators and just bring new ones in. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about it, but think about it. They've, in my lifetime, they've had Cower and Tomlin. Yeah. There's never, you know, there's no one else. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably what they do. When something goes wrong, it's, oh, get rid of the coordinators and then we'll, we'll just bring new ones in. Yep. I mean, I, my opinion, Tomlin's not the issue there. I don't so. think he is either. Yeah. No, he's not. And they've obviously made the playoffs, I don't know what, probably four or five straight years. So. Yeah. I think they need to do some. I don't know if a total rebuild's the word for it, but they got to start I looking think, to the future. They got to rebuild think, something. I think they're close to a total rebuild, though. They're closer than they're not. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> Big Ben's done. They don't have a backup. Juju's leaving. Don't Where's really he gonna go? Yeah, you're assuming Juju's leaving. We don't know that. Uh I'm gonna make a bold Indianapolis. 
I don't know why. I just indie. I pulled that out of my rear end, but he's gonna go there for twelve million with a twenty million dollar cap hit. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of wide receivers, uh, we watched. We'll talk about the national championship game, but Devontae Smith had a hell of a game. Yeah, and he played half of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then, of course, the conversation on Tuesday was: should the should the draft should the Jets draft this guy? And I'm like, no. Why not? Why would they? Because you have a okay quarterback, someone you can build around. Okay. Uh, I absolutely take Devontae. I Smith. wouldn't. What are you taking? Uh, probably offensive line, so Darnold's get killed. But, but I, there is so much more value later in the draft at offensive lineman than at a stud receiver. You can make that same argument for receivers. Not always. Really? Tyreek Hill's a fifth rounder. Michael Thomas, second rounder. Diggs, fifth rounder. Juju, second rounder. Devontae Adams, second rounder. Right, but none of them were studs. In, I, 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 it's much easier to get a lineman later in draft. Much easier. Yeah, I mean a fat guy's you, a fat guy, you, but right. But if you if you put that list of stud linemen who are in the league, that list is going to be three pages long. That's, we're talking about receivers here, right? But that's what I'm saying. Those are few and far between. I disagree because you can find and there's no guarantee Devonte Smith or Devonte or what Smith is going to be good in the NFL. The guy weighs 175 pounds. Diggs what weighs 180 pounds. I just don't think he's just he's tiny, dude. I think he's, he's the exact same size as Stefan Diggs. I don't think he's a guarantee. I think he's a great player, but I wouldn't take him in the third overall pick. I would, absolutely. I wouldn't. They got too many other problems there. They're they're not even they're not even sure they're gonna keep Darnold. Well, right, that's their first if they're keeping Darnold, you gotta take Smith. I don't think so. He needs weapons, right? They drafted a wide receiver last year. And he played well when he was healthy this year. Well then you got a wide receiver. You gotta protect Darnold. They don't have a running back. No, they don't. No, they don't. But I don't know. I just I, there's much more value. Wide receivers don't go quick in the draft normally. Who I don't know. I forget what the Justin draft order is. Riggs went first last year, twelfth of the Raiders. Justin Jefferson went twenty first or something like that. There was like three wide receivers taken in the first round. Right. Ruggs was the other one, I think. Ruggs, Jefferson, Ruggs, Ruggs, and Judy and Jefferson. Judy. <clears throat> I just don't think he's worth a, third, a number three pick when you got other issues. A good quarterback can turn a average wide receiver into really good. Cole Beasley's having like a career year this year, and he played in he played for what Romo, Dak. He's probably having his best year in his career, in my opinion, playing in Buffalo for Josh. I just feel like quarterbacks can make wide receivers better. The difference between college and NFL is he's playing at Alabama where defense is a little different. And he's re- you're catching passes in college. The difference in the NFL and college is quarterbacks throw to receivers that are open, and that margin of error of window of open is very slim in the NFL. you got to throw your receiver open. Yeah, but I think he's quick enough to get open. He is quick enough. I just don't think he's worth the number three pick in the draft. Two. He, he, Devontae won't get by three. You don't think so? No, because if Miami keeps Tua, mm-hmm. they're going to take Devontae Smith. They already played together. Yeah. I could see Miami taking him if they decide to keep Tua. Yeah, so 
But there's no. I don't even think two is going to be there. There's rumors that Deshaun Watson's going to be well, in Miami. If the, if the order stays as he won't make it past three, I wouldn't take him. That's just my personal opinion. And if not, he's probably not getting by five. Because the Bengals probably take them. Well, the Bengals do need a receiver because A.J. Green's washed up. Well, yeah, they got they got Higgins last year, and now they can bring – I just up. don't think the Jets need him. They drafted a wide receiver last year. Darnold, to me, is – if you if you really think Darnold's that good, then you need to put things around Darnold like an offensive line so he's not getting murdered out there. Jets' defense isn't that bad, and Darnold doesn't have a running back. No, but you're not obviously taking a running back that early. Why not? If you need one. But who are you going to take? I don't know, but they don't have one. Right, but there's no running back. There's no running back that early in the draft this year. Yeah. No, probably not this year, but in, they need a running back. How do we know the Jets don't turn around and trade that damn pick? Because they've got well, some serious could. issues there. The Jets need everything. I, I don't. I mean, I get your argument with receiver, but I, I would take Devontae Smith over Lyman. I agree that. I just wouldn't. You, I just, you have. The depth of linemen later in the draft is far better than the true elite receiver. I get you, also, that. you also haven't had, I mean, your name in last year's receivers. You also, none of those guys were the first receiver to win the Heisman in almost 30 years. No, either. I don't disagree with that. I, yeah. I, I just don't think, I just feel like the Jets have, they're, just, they're saying the Jets are going to take him. The Jets need literally everything. Right. And if this kid's a, this he's, elite of a talent, he's probably second best player on the board. Well, I don't even know. If, I don't know if Darnold can get him the ball with the lineman he's got. He's, they, but they drafted two linemen last year who started. Another lineman who got drafted the year before. So they definitely got a young line. But I think you got to give them time. Be curious. Let there be no light. I, I just wouldn't take him. That's just me. This is my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just, we, we hear you. Yeah. All right, I don't know where I don't know where to go with this. This different, different episode here tonight. Devonte Smith is my second star of the week. He's he my did. first star of the week too. Yeah, so he had twelve for two fifteen and three touchdowns. I didn't list him because and I figured everybody else had him. In one yeah. one half of the game. Yeah, he and Ohio State. I guess we can talk about that a little bit. Ohio State pretty much didn't want to cover him. I don't know why. Yeah, their defense in the secondary was a joke. Yeah, it like at one point, and I give him credit. I the I don't know it was his third touchdown maybe they had a linebacker running after him yeah it's like dude he's not catching a guy who runs a four two five the Steelers did didn't work for them either <laughs> it's it's crazy he and, just ran by and the linebacker didn't give Gardner up Landry or whatever his name was yeah and then we have yeah the championship game was boring in my opinion like first half was all right but Ohio State at least it was offense dude I'm so glad I stay away from the over. Everyone was pumped about the overheading and it covered by half a point. Well, it would have been a win. <laughs> I wouldn't have, I've been sweating that out until the very I end. Had a, I had a boost at 84 and a half, so obviously that didn't hit. But 84 and a half? Yeah, there was a boost. It was like plus 450 at 84 and a half. They were, nine, what, nine points away? I mean, it was on pace. It, was, it wasn't far away. And then they pulled back a touchdown. Yeah, but if Ohio State scores again, it probably hits. Yeah. Because they pulled back one touchdown from Ohio State. Uh, Doug Peterson got fired. We talked about Dougie last week and Dougie boy. You and I talked about it, what, Sunday, Saturday, whatever day you were here. And I thought that uh, what we found out with Doug getting fired is we found, or we from watching that game week 17, we found out that Doug was the problem. We yeah. felt like that was a real issue there. And I think if I'm a GM, and I got a quarterback I'm paying that much money to. 
uh, coaches are cheaper than that wide quarterback you're paying a hundred and some million dollars to. So I think that's probably what factored in the decision. Yeah. And then there were some other players that came out this week and were basically like talking about how he's still a problem. He's been a problem. And that, I mean, they had too much of a headache brewing there to not get rid of him. Yeah. They weren't going to smooth that over with the players they already have. And it, I think it exposed even more that Frank Reich was the reason those guys were successful that year. Yeah. Because he had Frank, you know, calling a plays or whatever, but. I think Wentz could stay now. They're, I mean, they're 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 thinking Wentz is going to stay because Peterson's gone. I don't know what conversations he had with leadership to say, well, if you get rid of him, I'll stay. But then you now you got another you got a problem there because you got Hurts. Well, right, but he might have to stay if they can't trade him. Yeah. Well, um, that's a big contract take on. I don't know. If right. That's might, what I'm saying. We won't get into salary cap. <laughs> yeah. He I, might. Yeah, I don't think that contract's very tradable. I don't the think guy so has looked absolutely horrible the last two years, and he's owed. Thirty some million for the next three or four years. Is he? Is this his? Was this his first year at contract? <clears throat> first or uh, I think it's it was be. second. First, first or second. second. Yeah, because he hasn't been lead that long. He's still got like a, at least three years of uh, that 30, contract. Thirty-five million. So actually, I, I, next year might be the first year of the contract. Oh really? Because he would have got a five-year deal. Stat boy. Of where he was. Yeah, look up that contract. That's it's. I'm, I agree with you. I don't right? Wasn't it his? The Super Bowl was his second year, right? That was 17. He's going to look it up. Either either way, point being, he has sucked the last two years. I don't think anyone's going to take him on, assuming he's going to be their starter right away. Right. And if you think he needs to be in some sort of competition where he's potentially going to end up on your bench, you're not going to put him in that spot and pay him $35 million to be your backup. I I don't think that contract's tradable either. Uh, He's on a four-year contract that starts – it's a four-year contract. He becomes a free agent in 2025. So that means it started this season. Yeah, so he's got three, year, three years four, left. On it. Makes it worse. Sixteen million signing bonus. Total guarantees 107.9 million. Guaranteed yeah. at signing that's 66. Full, that's almost fully guaranteed. So based on what you've seen this season, I would not take on 107 million guaranteed dollars for Carson Wentz. Not even close. And I don't think there's many teams that are that desperate to automatically name him the starter. No. Over who they already have. Yeah, because if you're going to trade for him, he's starting for you. Yeah. Oh, if you're going to pay him, he might as well. So I think that's why, like you said, he's got to stay. Yeah. <clears throat> but where does that leave Hurts? I mean, is he, is he going to want out or do they trade Hurts for picks? I don't, I don't Who knows? Uh, Justin, I, Justin Fields is. Oh, six. I don't think when I think – I haven't watched a ton of them. I think Hurts is the starter in Philly. I think, I think Wentz has proven he is not the starter, and he's going to be on the bench, which paying him that money to be on the bench is not ideal, but right. if you're Philly, you're stuck with it. Right. If, at this point, you got you're paying them both. You're paying them anyways. you got to go with who's going to win, and I think Hurts proved this year that he's the better option. Yeah. How about Jerry Jones saying, oh, Dak's got, he's got the bargaining leverage this year. Well, he does. <laughs> he didn't hear before and the year before that when they franchise tag. Not as much as now it looks. It looks dumb for the Cowboys because if they franchise tag him, I think they said they got to pay him thirty. I think it's thirty-eight million next year. <clears throat> I think it's a franchise tag for a quarterback. Well, yeah, because Mahomes got paid. So it's thirty. Yeah, the average goes up, and you got so yeah, thirty-eight million dollars. They'd have to pay him, and he was looking for what thirty. Forty. Forty was looking for forty. I thought it was somewhere between thirty-five and forty. Oh yeah. Does. Yeah, I guess you can argue both sides of that. Does he really have the leverage? Because you don't know how healthy he's going to come back. Right. Is he going to be the same player? 
to me, that's that yeah, question mark is big enough to move the leverage to the teams. That side. You're it. That's the that's the bet with him, right? Is if he comes back healthy, then he yeah. might be worth it. But yeah, if he's not healthy, if he can't come back, then yeah. You said Jerry said the leverage is in Dax. Yeah, field because, like because I think because the Cowboys look so bad yeah. this year. Yeah. It's like two weeks th- ago we said that after they yeah. lost. I think that his health question outweighs how bad they look. Oh, I was shocked by it too because any any injury like that for any player, I would think you wouldn't have the leverage. I'd be asking a question like on the other side table, like you just said, I'm like, well, you said it's major injury. Why would you pay that kind of yeah. money? If, are you a risk? Right. Especially where's their, are they top ten draft pick? They got to be. No, they're probably. Yeah, maybe right around there. They're probably about nine, ten, eleven, right. somewhere in there. So, so yeah, it's, they could get a reasonable. Eagle, they could get a reasonable six, young so. quarterback in this draft if they wanted. You think Fields goes high? So I want to go back to that. So Field, <coughs> I looked up all of Alabama's because obviously their secondary was not very good this year. Alabama's defense, defensive secondary. What you got? They're number ten for their pick. Well, can, give me that order real quick. Did you look up the whole order? Uh, no, I looked Cowboy okay. specific. Right. Um, I looked up Alabama stat. Fields threw the fourth lowest total all year against Alabama. Yards? Yeah. Everybody, obviously, the week before, everybody's like, oh, look at him. Yeah. Against a not a very good secondary for Alabama, who gave up a ton of yards of their 13 games. Uh, one, two, three, seven, six times. Teams went over 300 passing. And Ohio State only had 341 total yards for the game. Total, yeah. Play Plays even. I wrote um, Alabama had 83 plays. Ohio State only had 62. They looked terrible in the second half. They, yeah, they they you thought maybe in the first half, hey, they might keep, might, I say might, might keep up. But then they just, they, they moved the ball. They had 19 first downs. Which seems like Labrador was almost half of what Alabama had, right. but yeah, they just didn't. And I, I don't know if I don't obviously Sermon got hurt. I don't. We we didn't even see it happen. We saw him walking. We were yeah. doing a fantasy hockey oh, draft. We saw him real we, early. Yeah, we saw him walking in the locker yep. room with his shoulder. Um, I don't uh, know if that, that played the a kid from Ohio State. Yeah, the running back. Running back, like second play of the game. It was. Yeah. 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 yeah we just saw him. Yep. We were looking at fantasy hockey. It didn't draft even look and, like much either. Right. So. And obviously, Alabama's the only one that had a turnover. There was only one turnover in the game. But, yeah, so I, it, for as high as people were on fields the week before against Clemson, he did not show anything to me against Alabama. He definitely didn't play as well. For the only sure. potential asterisk there is do you believe he was healthy right. in that game? Because we, we saw him get him up one time in, like, second quarter. And he like was grabbing his hip or yeah, something. Yeah, he was, like, grabbing his hip. Which I obviously don't think, I don't think he was all that healthy. Yeah, and obviously grabbing his hip is not a good look for a quarterback. Yeah. So where do you think he goes in draft? Oh, somebody's going to take a risk on him. Yeah, but so, I don't like. I think I just said what? How about Philly at six? Jesus, then I have three quarterbacks and one. Well, if you get rid of once, I'm saying, and then throw a competition between Hertz and him. I just don't, I don't know how you get rid of once other than just releasing him. Because I think well. You, well, I don't think they'll release Wentz because then they're still owed $107 million or whatever. Yeah. But if you can trade Wentz, throw a competition in between Hertz and uh, Fields, and whatever one you say, hey, this isn't going to work out, they're still young enough, you can easily trade them. Where's the so, plan on that? 
draft order. Anybody know? Where's what? Atlanta. Aren't they like fifth or sixth? Fourth. 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 So, do you... There's a lot going on here. Nice. I just hit the over on the Leafs game. Um, do you believe Wentz will be traded? Do you believe somebody will take yeah, that contract? Yeah, I think they'll. Huh? I think they'll find somebody for him. Um, I don't. I don't even have a clue who that would be, but I think they'll. I think they'll find a partner. Okay. It's not going to be. They're not going to get anything <clears throat> back. But obviously, for Philly, it yeah. clears up twenty-eight million dollars yeah, a year. Yeah. All right, we'll run through this because I think somebody's going to take a risk on Fields top ten. No, oh, yeah. no doubt. Yes. Because we've seen this trend in the last few years of teams taking risks on quarterback early and then, like, getting rid of them within a year or two. <laughs> Somebody will take a risk on him early. Yeah, Jacksonville, they're they're <clears> taking <throat> Trevor Lawrence. Yep. The Jets, I believe, will probably roll with Darnold and do something else. So I don't think they take quarterback. The Dolphins aren't going to take quarterback. They're either going with Tua or we've heard the rumors of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. The Falcons are kind of the wild card. They they could they could take a. Take I was just a thinking the reason I was thinking the Falcons was do they bring in uh, bring him in? Matt Ryan still got what probably a year or two left. I'm assuming. Uh, I think he's got more than I think he's got four or five. Yeah. Does he really? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he signed a relatively long term deal recently. So I mean, I don't know. Do you bring him in to learn behind Ryan? Right. But for that one, I don't know. You got the Bengals at five, not taking a quarterback. The Eagles maybe. Detroit at seven. Yes. That's realistic. That's very realistic. Carolina's eight. That's very possible. Denver. The, the Carolina's an interesting team, right? Because they just signed Bridgewater to a five-year. Yeah. What I, I forget how yeah. big that contract was. Yeah. Uh, the thing so with Field, Fields Car- is definitely going top seven. Someone's going to take Whether it. it's Detroit, Philly, Atlanta. If One not, of those teams is going to take a risk. Who's, who's like eight through 12? I forget. Because so someone may trade up. Yeah, 8 through 12 is Carolina, Denver, Dallas, the Den- Giants, and the 49ers. Denver. Denver could trade up for sure for him. You know, thinks they just don't want to roll Drew Locke? I would, but I, I just don't think they're sold on him. And depending on who they bring in at GM, because obviously Elway. They brought in a guy, didn't they? Did they hire did him? Bring, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Elway fired himself and promoted himself on the same day. <laughs> uh his last nice. name's Patton. George Patton, I think, is this guy's name. Oh, I did. I did see his name. I yes. didn't know if they. I didn't. I didn't know if they actually fully hired him, because uh, I saw something. Now, now you say that. Yes, they must have, because they said someone else is now the probably leading candidate in Detroit. So, I could. I could definitely see him going to Detroit. After like reading that, they're going to they're going to have to trade up for if, him, which if, I don't know if Detroit would want to do that. That's what I say. I think it's a huge if. If he's available at seven, Detroit would absolutely take him. You would have to trade up. You got to look at a team that's got a, a decent team that they don't need to worry about draft picks. Because right. you're going to give up two or three draft picks, probably. Yeah. Right. To trade up. Right. Yeah. I think the draft might be more fun this year than it was last year. And last year, I, was I would like, say so. I think we also thought that going into last year's draft. I mean, last year it was like, uh, I think for us, because we did the draft last year, we paid more attention to like college this year, maybe a little bit. I know I did yeah. a little bit. I, I think we're probably analyzing it more than we're used to. Yeah. Because I remember last year we were like, all right, Joe Burrow, Chase Young, crickets. We're just, we're just here to hang yeah. out with everybody and tell yeah. you who got drafted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think you and I both have paid more attention to it this year after doing that. Yeah. Do you. Do you agree Fields is the second best quarterback in the draft? Or 
I, legitimate I, question. I'm not saying I, I guess I haven't. Well, I don't know, the kid at BYU, that Wilson is. Good. Zach Wilson's pretty good. And he didn't play this year because of they didn't have a season, but the kid out of North Dakota State, um, Lance, uh, I think his name okay. is. Yeah, that might He's, be. I was just saying, I saw some ranking somewhere yeah. on social media the other day that had Wilson from BYU as four. I couldn't remember oh, okay. who was third. Yeah, I, th- I think a lot of teams are high on Wilson. But, yeah, that Lance kid, obviously he didn't play this year because North Dakota didn't have a season. But um, I think he'll be – obviously a big key for Lance is going to be the combine. And I've seen a lot of reports of him going to New England at 15. But I, I think that's a I, – I, I don't think Fields is the number two quarterback in the draft, but he's probably going to get be the second quarterback taken. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I think he's he's a player that might have to fit into like a. He, he's got to fit into someone's scheme and how they do like whatever their yeah, packages or whatever. Right, and we we talk about this a lot, and we'll probably get into this later. I don't want to get too much into it, but same with Mac Jones. We're saying he, second round or something like that for yeah, him. Yeah, well, I've seen like mid. Or like early twenties for him, yeah. But he's a guy that you don't and like we you just mentioned. I think you uh, one of you mentioned you have to throw your receiver open in the NFL, and in college, not many guys do that. No, because they're just open. Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, open constantly, he's throwing wide open passes. Same with Fields, he's just throwing five yard routes. Yeah. Yep. To stand on the left hash and throw all the way to the right sideline is something you need to work on, and I don't think he has it. Wilson, I think he might have it. He's got a good arm and he's mobile, but I don't. I don't know if Fields has that. He just looks odd throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean we see it every year. Like, there's great college players. Who he, are, he reminds me of like Haskins or Cardell Jones. Yeah, Haskins is a bust in my opinion. Well, yeah, he's done. I don't think he'll ever get a job again. Who was it? Haskins. Yeah, Haskins. Yes, I agree. What's our time at? Fifty-seven. Okay. Yeah, the, the little bit I've seen of Fields, to me, he doesn't look. He looks a similar type quarterback of Hertz, like a, a mobile. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't see Philly. I don't know. Maybe I haven't watched Hertz enough. I mean, if they I like think Hertz is good enough that why they would could use that asset on something. Yeah, else right. And well, Fields. right. And a lot of it depends on who they bring in. What kind of scheme are you running? It's got it's all, quarterback's got to fit right because yeah. they because they could bring a scheme in and say, "No, once is my guy." <laughs> So, it really that, and do they have a GM? I don't know. I can't. They don't have a GM. I don't think. Where in Philly? Uh, I'm not sure. He might have got fired too. I'm not. I just remember some games this year where Wentz had like (laughs) wide receivers that were ten yards away, wide open, and he's like hitting them in the shoe top. Right. To me, the guy just scheme or no scheme (laughs) looks like he just can't throw a football. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He wasn't. He didn't. Did not have a good year for it being his first contract year. Yeah. All right, let's move on to. You guys want to talk about Kyrie and Harden? Sure, we can go briefly on them. So, to answer your question, all I've heard from about Kyrie is he's just choosing not to play. Okay, personal reasons. Let's what, roll. Let's roll with that. That's what I heard. The one you told me today actually was the first time I heard it. Okay. Yeah, that was the first time I heard it from you. And then I I did find an article on did that. Did you? Okay, he, I didn't. I, he I just made heard. some comments about <laughs> that. Okay, and then decided not to play. And I, I don't want to get into that. No, I, but. I, I I wouldn't either, but that's the first time I heard it was today from oh, you. Because okay. all I've heard is personal reasons, and I've been sitting in a recliner holding a baby watching ESPN, and they didn't bring it up either. So yeah, um, probably because I don't want to touch it. Kyrie, so 
for the listeners. Kyrie's going on what, like three or four games now? Five. Five games. Five. It's been a week. So he's like a week into just he he left the team, left the Brooklyn Nets, and just doesn't want to play for personal reasons. Okay. Uh, this guy's in the second year of a four-year contract that's paying him average $34 million. And he only played 20 games last year because of injury. Yeah. And he's forfeiting game checks right now, they said. Yes. And game checks are over four hundred grand each. He, yeah. I think, I think that's up in the air. I don't think he's forfeiting them mm-hmm. yet unless and, it's proven – if, if he was at these parties without, if yeah. he was breaking protocol, if he broke protocol, then then he is. He loses. I don't think he is currently because the Nets have approved him being away. And I know that I, I, the latest I saw tonight was they're they're making him stay away until at least Saturday. Correct. He's missing Saturday's game as well. Um, how do we say this? So he, you don't sign a four-year contract for. 32 million per and just decide a year into it or 25 games into it because of his injury that you know what i just don't feel like playing anymore yeah to me this is beyond unprofessional it's a slap in the face to your teammates you've got you know durant signed there we'll get into the trade in a minute but durant is there you have guys that I don't have examples that have probably small guys that have made signings there because they want to play with Durant, Kyrie. Right. They have legitimate chance at winning a championship. Um, And then this guy just decides to not show up to work. If, if I don't show up to work for a week with no explanation, I'm getting fired. Right. Uh, I mean, you can't just call your boss and say, I feel like coming in. Right. Yeah, yes. Um. To me, it's it, it, this is extremely unprofessional. It's a slap in the face to all his other teammates, and I don't know what resolution to come to. I don't know what agreement he has with Nets leadership, but to me, this is a joke. Yeah, and to what you were saying earlier, he was pictures came across on I don't know what day of him maskless at his dad's birthday party, his or dad's or daughter, or yeah. nieces, whatever, someone's birthday party. Yeah. And in the NBA rules protocols this year for COVID, you can't be maskless anywhere, and you can't be in an event over fifteen people. And if you are breaking those, then you, if they find you guilty of this of breaking it, you forfeit your game checks. Yep. So that's what Russ was pointing to. He's not. I don't think he's not yet, but they're investigating right now. If it because they don't know when the birthday party was. Was it before the yeah. season started? Whenever these pictures, yeah, they came don't know up. how recent the video is. Yeah, so if that came up, then he's losing money, and like you said, four hundred grand a, a game. I mean, he's up over two million already. So, yeah, I don't think, I, and ultimately, I don't think he gives a shit about the money. He's probably no. already made enough money in his career, but to me, it's just the the principle yeah. of negotiating and signing a contract for that much money as a free agent because he was with Boston. Mm-hmm. Is a free agent to commit to the Nets, and then a year into it, yeah, yeah, I don't feel like playing. And if you're that unsure, just sign one year deals then. Right. And I did see somebody tweet. I don't know if it was I think it was yesterday, maybe. And I ended up looking up his stats, but they said really since he hit that game winner in the finals with LeBron in Cleveland, they said he hasn't really done anything, which you can argue both ways. He he's had very good stats. 
mm-hmm. but he's a superstar in the re- league, right? He's going to put up good numbers. It's not he's averaging like twenty seven a game or was something. Yeah. So it's not like he's not putting up numbers, but he really hasn't. When he went to Boston, they were like, "Oh, he's going to lead this team." Yeah. He didn't. Yeah. He's not a leader. He, I was just say, even when he hit that shot in Cleveland, he wasn't the leader of Cleveland. Right. LeBron yeah. was. Yeah. And you know I, he's young. He's only like twenty eight, which I think has. The shock value. If he was thirty-eight, you'd understand. Like, yeah, maybe he doesn't have it anymore. But I'll make it clear. Like, if if he was a free agent, if he had played last year, came into this year as a free agent, and didn't sign, and then decided, you know what, I just don't feel it anymore. Yeah, he's. I don't walk away. Then no, I have no problem with that. It's the fact that you committed to this contract, and then you're just not showing up. So this, to me, the situation, to me, exploits the fact I don't think owners have enough protection. When it comes to these contracts, I, I would I would agree with that because we we have guys and I'll transition into Harden got traded today to the Nets yep. and basically forced the hand of Houston who you know was paying him and like to your point with Harden if you don't like where you're at then don't sign the contract yeah you should have thought about that I don't know when he resigned you'd have to look that up but at least uh, the only I'm not I'm not a fan of Harden. but at least even through the situation he still showed up and played in the games right yeah he did show up. So I think what the problem is is Kyrie is I think is one of uh, many in the in the NBA in my opinion that they feel they like to get to a certain like superstar level they become extremely entitled and it's kind of yes to me it hurts the brand of the NBA basketball I agree with that and I think if the owners could they'd come out and they'd probably say that a little more vocal about it I don't think the owners have enough protection yep. in my opinion with what Kyrie's doing right now is absolute utter bullshit disrespectful to his teammates and if it was me and i had the opportunity and i was an owner and I had the opportunity or the ability i'd say hey you know what buddy take a fucking hike and, and you know what your salary this year i'm gonna divvy up between the guys who are showing up every day and want to play so that's why i don't know what he might be guaranteed that money if that's, it's not for covid protocols but that's that's my point is but there's there's too much protection to, for the players yeah, and not the right. owners to me you should only be guaranteed that money if you show well, yeah. up to work agreed agreed that's yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the players union. The best thing that could happen, and they won't. It will never happen, is for them to be like, get out of here, pal, and take his salary. And you know, er- everybody's getting a raise. You know what, Durant? Maybe you're already making enough money, but those guys who show up and would give their left nut to make Kyrie money, yeah, and bust their ass every day, and then this guy just doesn't show up, and you got guys sitting on the bench showing up every day, <coughs> abiding by league protocols, making league minimum. Like that's a huge slap in the face. Imagine if the role was reversed. I don't know how often these guys get paid, if it's like weekly, bi-weekly, you know, per game. But let's say it's weekly, and they had a week that they played three games, and then the owner the next week just decided, hey, you know what, I don't feel like paying you now. Right. That's kind of the equivalent of the flip-flop of yeah. the situation. Can you imagine the uproar that that would, that would be? There's just To me, there's too much protection for the players and – and yeah. something in the NBA right now. Yeah, which yeah. I understand. Obviously, they're going to say, right, they're bringing the entertainment value to everything and and whatever that is. And that's and that's every league, right? Yeah, they can. They all have that leverage to say, well, we're the ones mm-hmm. bringing entertainment. But yeah, if you're not playing, I you're I not bringing know. any entertainment. Yeah, you're not value. bringing any yeah, entertainment. Yeah, exactly. Value if you don't step on the court, it's an asshole move. And I wish the owners had more leverage to do something about it. Yeah, and they don't because of how the, whatever negotiations have gone down with the players' union. So the the Warriors were on last night, and it was the first time Clay Thompson was able to be in the arena to watch the game. This is a guy that blew out his ACL, couldn't play last year, and then blew his Achilles and can't play this year before camp. 
he looked borderline depressed sitting on the bench, and he's probably looking at this situation of Kyrie. I'd love to be you're, playing. You're healthy. I'd literally give anything to be on that court right now, and it's to me it's a slap in the face to guys like that. It is. And I just wish the owners had more leverage or more ability to handle it differently. Than, yeah, yeah. And I and I think that obviously we're not going to talk about. It. I'm, I I think it's more the situation in saw because everyone on the team they've obviously asked about it and they said we'll let Kyrie make his comments yeah. when he's ready. So, yes. so if we stay on the sport but shift gears a little bit, so we, you mentioned Harden. Yep. So this is all according to Bleacher Report. Um, this trade ended up being bigger than I think we all anticipated. Fourteen. So the Nets, the Nets get James Harden and a second round pick from Cleveland. The Cavs, Cleveland ends up with Jared Allen and Tareen Prince. The Pacers end up with Karis Levert and a second round pick from Houston. And then the Rockets end up with Victor Oladipo, Dante Exum, Rodionis Kurucs. A four first round picks combination of Brooklyn and Milwaukee. I don't know who owned the Milwaukee pick. And then four first round pick swaps with Brooklyn. Yeah. And none of them are protected because sometimes those are protected by like if I have a top 10 pick or whatever. Right. But none of them are protected. I saw somebody tweet. Actually, I don't know. It might have been Rich Eyes. I don't know who it was. But he, he goes. Uh, LeBron's son's going to be in the Hall of Fame before the Nets have a first-round pick. <laughs> <laughs> What's the Nets' record right now? They're under 500. Yeah, it's not great, right? Yeah. Right. They might be getting to 500 if they're winning tonight. So, to me, the, you said he's got rid of Jared Allen? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a poor move. That's, yeah, a, that's I a huge... I 100% agree with that. That is a really how, poor move. How mad are you if you're Jared Allen or Levert? Anyway, you, you were big factors for that team, and now yeah. you're going... You had a chance to win... <clears throat> NBA championship, and now you're not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Allen was being a huge contributor to that team, especially the last week with Kyrie out. And now you get rid of him to bring in Harden, who doesn't even play the same position. Yep. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I, I, think, uh, I think Harden falls in that category of Westbrook, and they played together. They are, in my opinion, they're forever gatekeepers so far in the league. They're not going to win championships. They care more about themselves. They're showing it personally right now, right? They're both throwing their ass. For Harden, it's a lot of ass. He got fat. So, <laughs> they're throwing their ass to get their way. That's how they play basketball. They want to get their shots. They want to get their points. want to get their stats. So, when it comes contract time, they, you know, give me the money. Give me the money. Then you have people like Kyrie. Give me the money. I'm not going to play, actually, but give me the money. And it's just, it's very frustrating because Harden's been to one finals in his career. And it was back, it was like his third year in the league. Right. And he's, it's not like he's had poor rosters. And it's not like he had a poor roster he was at in Houston. He had a great oh, roster last year, and he yeah. had a good one this year. Yeah. Like, if you can't win, pal, like, he, I saw his press conference yesterday. He's like, oh, I guess we're not good enough to win. He got up and walked out. It's like, maybe you're the problem. Maybe you need to start being more of a role player. How about, you know, stand in a corner and spot up, we'll throw you the ball. Because it's whatever you're doing, you think you're doing to be successful, it's not working. You get yep. to the playoffs, that's great. You're a gatekeeper. Someone beat you, and they move on to the playoffs. Yep. Because it's not working. I, I did tweet earlier. I don't know if you saw it. The Houston yeah. Strippers? Oh, no. That was good, too. But, no. Uh, I thought maybe they should get the, the three-piece band back together in, in Brooklyn. Who's trade, that? trade Kyrie and bring Westbrook, Westbrook back up. In. Westbrook, Duran, and Harden. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Not that I, it probably wouldn't work out because, obviously, Westbrook and Harden already played together recently, and obviously 
Yeah. They that weren't happy work. with each other. Yeah. But when they were younger, obviously those three were on the same team together. But yeah. despite despite any issues Westbrook he has plays. with teammates, Westbrook will show up and right. play his ass off. Oh yeah. If I'm if I'm a Brooklyn fan, I'd rather see Westbrook on my team than Kyrie oh, right now. One hundred percent. Absolutely. <clears throat> what I was the what was the Boogie Cousin comments? Because I so, didn't see that and I saw yeah, your so, text. So last night so Houston played on NBA TV last night on national TV. Okay. Afterwards, they asked Harden some – they asked him a question, I think, about the game, and he didn't answer anything about the game. He went on this short four- or five-sentence rant about how things in Houston are broken beyond repair. We're just – oh, they asked him about the – they played the Lakers. So they asked him a question about how why they couldn't stop the Lakers in certain situations. He goes, we're just not good. They're better than us. Our team isn't good. And then he said, things are – they didn't ask anything about the trade. And he goes, things are broken beyond repair here in Houston. And uh, my mind's made up. They can't be repaired. And he got up and walked away. So then today they asked Boogie Cousins, who's playing center for Houston now, asked him about that interview. And he said – I don't have it in front of me. He basically said the disrespect our team feels started way before that interview. On had so, to, have, yeah, yeah. So, it, but I think he's one of the first players to publicly, publicly say, speak like, "Hey, we're sick of this guy." Yeah, it could there's something then, going on. Is it something with the city of Houston? Because I've uh, said Deshaun wants out too. So, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I mean, think uh, Houston could, depending on who they bring in to handle the ball. I mean, they still got don't they have uh, they have John Wall there? They got yeah. John Wall. So They've yeah. got Wall and Cousins. Obviously, back Cousins. Together. Cousins had some. Injuries, but he's still a, a very good center, and they've got that young kid Christian Wood, who yes is proven to be yeah very good. Like yeah, I think right, it, and they're it, just bringing Oladipo, Oladipo in. in. I actually think that could work out better for them. If I'm a Houston fan, I'm actually very happy today that the Harden's gone. I trust me, I understand. Got a ton of picks. Yeah, and trust me, I understand Harden is an elite scorer in the league, but I think having him out of there and having this headache repaired. Right. Yeah, and, and you get all the depot out of it plus those picks. They I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, they haven't won because they don't play team basketball. Yeah, correct. Which you can say what you want, obviously, like LeBron and everything else. But when he, he's still like, he plays team basketball. He does. Yes. You know, he passes the ball. That's why he, you get you get to a few guys that they just don't pass yeah. the ball. That's why he and Davis work real right. well together. LeBron has role players, what you need in the NBA, and he understands. Who's and those guys are yeah. willing to understand? Like this is my role. Yeah, he knows who can shoot, when I can get her the ball, yeah, and he has no issue passing that. And we've seen him. Every, people criticize him constantly, you know, for not taking the last shot. Why did Kyrie take the shot in the finals? But if he if he knows, hey, if I can get this to someone else, mm-hmm. even it happened in the finals this year, maybe the Western Conference Finals, he drove and kicked one out to Redick or I don't know somebody was at the top of the key. Yeah, he ended up missing a shot. But everybody's like, why didn't LeBron shoot it? It's like, well, you got a guy that's wide open. Yeah, They're yeah. all NBA players. Yeah. There's a better chance of him making that than LeBron trying to throw up some circus yes. shot. Yeah. 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 That's I think that's something hard we'll never understand is you need role players. And unfortunately, I think he is He is that. And they tried to do He's it a last role year. They brought some guys in that they thought could try to do it, obviously with, can you think of the guy's name, the power forward that's been there for years. Um, smaller guy. Uh, in Houston? Yeah. I can't remember. Tucker, PJ Tucker. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like Tucker's one of those like role guys. I yep. think he yeah. just wants to win. I mean, you look at just the last couple of years. He's yeah, PJ Tucker, Trevor Ariza, a good role player. They've had they had Clint Capella yep. at center. And then you also throw in the fact that he's had Westbrook. He's had both Westbrook and uh 
Chris Paul. You're right. Yeah. And and you still you see had great those players. Are, those are good teams. Should win championships, right? Yeah. You would think. At least, I mean, they're not even that, – I don't even think you get no Western Conference Finals even. So he, They've lost in the semis, I think, the last, like, three right. or four years. Yeah. So, yeah, he's not even getting to the fu- uh, conference finals yeah, yeah. with that team. Yep. Bottom line is I don't want to see Harden succeed at all. I think he's an asshole, and I think Kyrie's I, an asshole. Yeah. I, I make, you know, it's in case you guys didn't know, I'm not a LeBron fan. No way. But uh, I, I would put Harden. Did that come last night? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. I would put. I would put Harden above him on the list of guys I think that are oh. absolute clowns in the NBA. Harden called out number one on Russ's yeah. shit list. I'm, I'd have to go back probably 10 or 12 episodes, but I'm pretty sure I've said that before too. I think the guy's a clown. and I, and I don't know. A lot of people think, obviously, a lot of stuff got given up for him, but there was rumor at, I, I think this happened at like 4 o'clock, the trade. Mm. It, like 2 o'clock, Philly was getting ready to put a, uh, a, a, a trade together, including Ben Simmons. Yep, and so, so I've heard that a few times. And too. the Heat were doing the same something right. with Tyler Harrow, yeah. somebody else, and a bunch of draft picks. I want to give up Harrow for Harden. Yeah, just what he's a, Harrow's a good role yeah. player. But Butler's, I think Butler's <laughs> Butler's not as much of a superstar as he's obviously he's very good, but he's not like that superstar. I got to have the ball in my hands. No, he knows he knows when he needs the ball yeah. in hand. Yeah, I think the Nets are. I do think Durant and Harden, I believe they've made some comments. They've remained friends, and they've wanted a chance to play together again since the Oklahoma days. Um, I think the Nets are just banking on Durant can, I don't want to say control, but you know, keep yeah. keep Harden's really attitude, keep his attitude in check. I think they're really banking on that. Right, and they work well together because Durant doesn't bring the ball up the court. Right. So they, they – yeah, that, so, that's the only guy really that yeah. he's played with that doesn't bring the ball yeah. to court. So I think they've basically, and I and I also think Durant's contract is up the, after this year. He he's not signed long term there. Yeah, I don't think so. So I, I think, think him and Kyrie were both two year deals. Yeah, so I think or no, Kyrie because Kyrie was four. Yeah, so, so I think the Nets are banking on keeping them both happy and therefore being able to extend Durant. But I, to me, this is a move where if Harden can get back to his elite scoring shape and Kyrie shows up to work that they're just, they basically just leverage their future to try to win, you know, two of the next three championships. Yeah. And it puts Houston in a good spot where they could still compete in the West and long-term they're yeah, set they, up They could well. still make the playoffs this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. They might, I think they might do better. Yeah. It's kind of, I mean, they just, that puzzle might fit the, better now that yeah. Hard's not forcing the cancer's the out of the locker room. So, yeah. They're probably having a party down there what, right now. How big was that contract? Uh, let's see. $164 million. For Durant. For four year, years. Four, four years. years. Four years. Yeah. And he can opt out in 2022. Yeah. That so might be three. A team. Okay. Yeah. So he's on his second year. Yeah, that's all he those, all he's those, in his second all, year. Yeah, all those max contracts are opt out after yeah. three. All right. You guys want to move on to hockey? Yeah. This I is do. your guys' show, but I do have a question for you guys about hockey. I got an answer. This happened last week. You guys talked about the U.S. Junior Nationals last week? Yeah. Or the yep. U.S. winning the junior, yep. Juniors? Okay. Yep. What was the deal with the U.S. taking a picture with a trash can with a Canada logo on it? So was, everyone was in an uproar about I didn't know about until Thursday. It was not a trash can. It wasn't represented an oil barrel. It was some philosophy. You've, have you yeah. heard this? Yeah. Some philosophy about... I don't know the connection between the hockey team and this philosophy, 
being out basically like in the Sahara Desert, and they would place oil barrels every, they said five kilometers, so yeah. this clearly wasn't a, an American theory. Right, yeah. You place these barrels every five kilometers, and you focus on that, and you keep moving forward towards that so that you can always tell where the horizon is in the desert. And that's your goal. You meet that, and then you move on to the next one. Okay. So they labeled a barrel with every team they played, and they stayed focused on that. Okay. It, it just so happened it's, that, obviously, they took the picture with the Canadian one. It's a... Well, that was there. They beat right, them, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's a screwy analogy that I think is kind of stupid, but it, when they... They won the World Junior Championships. Taylor, the big hockey guy over here. They they won that. They're taking the team photo afterwards, and they roll this oil barrel out with the Team Canada's logo on it. And it literally looks like they're taking a picture with a trash can. <laughs> so they had some questions to answer after yeah, that. Yeah, uh, one podcast we listened to, they they confirmed it, that he he talked to somebody, and they, he got yeah. the story. Yeah. He, wrote, he actually wrote an article for Barstool, about the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I forget where it was, but yeah, there's it's, a, I saw that. I was it's like, a, gotta ask the guy it's a weird that. motivational tactic. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if that. it had, you know, I don't, I don't know who their coach was, but I don't know if he had, obviously a lot of those guys have coached overseas and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, it, yeah. it could have been something he heard in, in okay. the desert yeah. hockey league. Well, I'm just saying, even if he, <laughs> even if he was in like Russia, like maybe it was a uh, Russian, yeah. you know, I, who I, I agree with you, Taylor. I, I think it's a weird ass analogy. Desert hockey league. It's a, Right, if and, and you know, in high school baseball, we had a coach. He always used to say, "When we're getting ready to play, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. One bite at a time. <laughs> Same thing, right? So, when we won a game, we take a picture with an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't eat an elephant. <laughs> Carry on with your hockey. All right, so the NHL season starts tonight. It started this afternoon, actually. Well, this evening, five thirty. So we got a game going on over. I don't know if you you texted me earlier for a couple of betting picks if I had some. Yeah. One, one of them was I like Tampa minus one and a half. This game was three nothing the first last I looked. What is it's the score? It's still three nothing, yeah. Unfortunately I didn't throw your picks in the podcast this morning because I recorded. I probably texted you too late and then Yeah, fair enough. So season starts today. We've we went over the details last week, so I think we were gonna do some predictions. Um so Probably mainly Adam and I because we're kind of the hockey guys here. Um, we're going to predict the major awards. We got the four divisions. Each division is major award, like a leg lamp. <laughs> it's Italian. Fragile. Right, never mind. <laughs> I was texting you earlier. I, I actually had major in there as a descriptive oh! word. And I thought of the other situation oh, you're talking about. Okay. We'll, we'll talk about that All right. after. All right. So we also have the four divisions. Each. <laughs> <laughs> Each division is putting four teams into the playoffs, so we're going to predict those four teams. Yep. I got a few. Uh, I got a few upsets. I think. Let's. Uh, we'll end in the East because that's where Buffalo is. Yeah, and we we did try to. Russ tried to get some. Oh, four enough on Tampa. My minus one and a half is looking good. Um. Uh, we we did try to get it. Sorry. <laughs> We did try to get in there. Rocket. I'm, I'm like six for <laughs> I'm like six for six on picks tonight. I'm I'm flying. Um, we tried to get an answer on if anyone knew. Oh, yeah, I did. You did get an answer. No, I didn't. Oh, I right. tried. Yeah, Russ tried to get an answer on. Tried because we didn't know Twitter. who was playing, what divisions. Once the one team got out, and we didn't get an answer. So my 20 followers didn't help me out. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I tried Whatever. To, I, got. I tried to retweet to my 200. <laughs> it didn't Big work out. Sphere of influence there. <laughs> so. 
So I, I, I have a cup winner over somebody who knows if that's even possible, but we're going to figure it out. Let's uh, start in the North. So the North division is the all Canadian division, which is going to be very interesting to watch. This, this to me is the <clears throat> toughest division top, top to bottom probably that there is. Um, I disagree. disagree. I disagree with that. Which one do you think? I think the East is th- by far the hardest. Uh, I, I could see that. One, one of those. Canadian, the North ones. I'll cut the Canadian division. I, I, I would put North second. Yeah, they're. I think that. I think the North might be very the most exciting one to watch because of because of who's in that. I agree with that. You got quite a few stars in that yep. division with McDavid and Matthews and Marner and Drysital. Um, so you got some guys in there. So. Yep. And when I. Did my picks. I think we talked about this last week, how so you're only playing in your division. Right. So, like, tonight we're seeing Tampa against Chicago. Uh, they're going to have to play each other, like, nine times. Yeah. So, we mentioned last week, you don't get those games where you're playing the other playing the Western Conference if you're an Eastern team, and if you lose, it's not a huge deal. In this, every loss is much harder to overcome. Yep. So, I think I factored that in quite a bit when I picked these, so... Uh, in the north, I think Toronto is going to win the division. Yep, they're my number one. Okay. The other three teams, I do have them in order, so I guess I really went with the predictions here. I've got Vancouver coming in second. My wild card in this, I think the young Ottawa Senators are going to surprise some teams, so I've got them in the playoffs. That leaves, to me, that leaves two big ones. Calgary and Edmonton, and I think Calgary's goaltending is stronger. And that's going to push them into the playoffs. So I've got Connor McDavid and the Oilers not in the playoffs. I'm with you on that. I've got at least number one. I've got Calgary two, Vancouver three, and the Montreal Canadiens four. That's another good one. They might. Mon- I think Montreal might surprise some people. I think they're tied with Toronto four Mon- four right now. Montreal still yeah. are oh, headed to a shootout. What score of it? Four four. Four four. I hit the over six and a half on that. Okay. I was gonna say Bing Mont- Bang Boom. Mont- Bing Bang Boom. Those five dollar Rock- buy ins are really paying out. Rocket ship or whatever he said. <laughs> I still don't know if those were words. I mean <laughs> Montreal still has Carey Price, who yep. some will argue is still the best goaltender in the world. And when you have that, you can steal some games you shouldn't win. So I don't think that's a bad pick. All right, let's go to the West. My uh so the this West, one, this the, one's very top-heavy. I was just going to say, the West and the Central, I think each have three clear teams yeah. and then a huge drop-off. I hope we have the same three in the Central. In the West, I guarantee we have the same top three. Yes. Uh, in order, I've got Colorado, Vegas, and St. Louis. I'm exactly the same. Okay. And then Minnesota's got some exciting young forwards. I think they're going to put up some offense and sneak in. I, they're my fourth team as well. Oh, shit. Well, this is going well. Yeah, this is that, kind of boring. We're not a, arguing. This was yeah. this was the only division that I didn't. <laughs> after I made my original picks, I didn't switch any. Our Eastern division will be way different than oh, each yeah. other. I don't know I hockey at all, and I still would have picked the same top three in that division. Yeah, yeah. it seems pretty straightforward over there. I, I debated on um, San Jose, but yeah. San, I don't know. Side note: So San oh. Jose, <laughs> Evan, Evander Kane. Oh yeah, was. <laughs> Someone explain this back to me. Evander Kane, who's a left winger. You thought the salary cap was difficult? Yeah. Uh, Evander Kane's been in some of these conversations with that clown Jake Paul about fighting. (laughs) 
because they're both like throwing their millions around. No, we, the know non, we, we know why. We know why. Fighter fighting league. <laughs> Evander Kane has made, I believe it's like fifty-four or fifty-five million dollars. Yeah, we looked it up in his career during the hockey draft the other night. He just filed for bankruptcy because he is twenty-eight million dollars in debt. So he's like a John Daly. The rumor is that eight. a vast majority of it is gambling debt think, in Vegas. Yeah, I think Sean told us eight, or someone someone looked it up. You or Sean? Someone, I, yeah, I didn't. We were on a we were on a Zoom call with a couple of my buddies during the hockey draft. But yeah, one of one of us, someone looked it up and he was eight million in sports gambling debt. Yeah, and I believe he owes another eight or something to the IRS and back taxes. Yeah, yeah. This guy's been. <laughs> this guy's put pictures on social media holding up stacks of hundreds of as a phone. Doing push-ups with money all over his back. And was the was the caption the last of my dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I, so there's a big side note, but I, man, you talk about poor money management. You've made over. He's only 28, 29 years old. Yeah, made fifty million dollars, and he's twenty eight million dollars in debt. You know that sinking feeling when you lose like a couple hundred bucks at the blackjack table? Can you imagine eight million dollars? Yeah, my goodness. So he's probably playing on like a credit line in Vegas. <laughs> probably. Yeah, he's probably like, oh, I'm an NHL player. I'll just yeah. ask for a marker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now and now they're chasing him down. The card kept getting declined, and they <laughs> sent him a big old bill. He's not going to be able to make it to the Vegas games, guys. <laughs> yeah. Can I carpool with yeah. someone? <laughs> uh, wait, before we move off the West, so I sent Taylor a clip earlier. So I don't know if you – so obviously we talked about last week the teams playing in, like, Tahoe. Yeah. So oh, yeah. there was a – did you see this? Yes, I did. So there was an interview with Andre Burakowski and – Pierre Edouard Bellemare, mm-hmm. and they asked him something about Lake Tahoe. And so Pierre Edouard Bellemare is from France. So Taylor's going to play the clip of during this interview. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Come on now, play the Jeopardy. I'm theme. excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I actually like. I have never uh, skated on a lake my entire life. We're not skating on a lake, though. Huh? It's not on the lake. It's not on the lake? No, it's beside the lake. No! Yeah. I thought it was on Lake Tahoe. We're playing on the 18th uh, fairway, bro. No! So I didn't you, even know. You take it, you take For it. real? Oh! I thought he was playing hockey on the lake. <laughs> and then, like, at That's the end, pure he, disappointment at the end right he, goes, there. he goes, Oh, you crushed my dreams! <laughs> <laughs> That's a great interview, too. I wanted to see it on a lake, too. <laughs> I did see, like, a rendering of where they're putting oh, really? the... I did put too. in the rink. It's yeah. It's, it literally looks like they plopped it down right in the middle of a golf course. <laughs> yeah. It's it's interesting. So, uh, the central, which I also believe is top heavy. There's a couple. There's a little debate here. So I'll so see. I think our top two are probably the same. Okay. Well, you go first this time. Uh, number one, I have Tampa. Yeah, I assume that's yours. My number two is Carolina. Same here. I think offensively they're good. Yep. This is where it gets interesting because I think there's. Two team or three teams vying for two spots here. Three teams vying for two spots. Yes. Okay, I would agree with that. Uh, my three, and I think this may be the surprise, maybe not to you. I don't know. The Blue Jackets at three. I assume you probably have them out. I have them squeaking in at four. Okay. And my four, so I, I'm guessing I know who your three is. Then my four is Nashville. I think Dallas misses. I think they're gonna. I think Sagan being out for. Yep. What month or whatever. Hopefully it helps my hockey team when he comes my yeah. fantasy team when he comes back. But yeah. and Dallas is already having COVID issues. Their right. first like three or four games are canceled, so they're gonna have a compressed schedule at some point. Seventeen guys. That so <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so I, they they originally were my number two 
And then obviously then I thought about it again with all the COVID stuff and I'm like, you know what? They're not. Yeah, and they yeah. obviously were in the final. The NHL finals had last year. 27 positive <clears throat> tests. Yeah. At camp, like throughout camp, not yeah. just like last yeah, week. Yeah. And 17 of them were Dallas. Maybe it's goddamn Texas. Not Houston. Houston. So Maybe how many guys Texas. are on a roster or not NHL 28. Team? So this year is different. Roster. This year's different. They have a taxi squad that's traveling with the team. Um, As like a contingency it, if people yeah, test positive? Yeah, so it's a little exp- expanded this year. I think, yeah, it's like 28 or yeah. something this Maybe year. Maybe the aviation. And now there's another, you, whatever, six or whatever yeah. on the taxi squad. Usually I think the roster is only like 23 or 24 yeah. total. I like that idea though. Well, yeah. they had to, right? It's yeah, and I think they're they're traveling to certain games and other games. The taxi squad is not traveling; it's staying home to avoid the Travel. potential. Uh, yeah, so actually, we're in agreement. I had Tampa and Carolina one two. I had Nashville and Columbus, uh, so the same two teams. I had them flip flop. Okay, Nashville third, and I did note Dallas. The reason we're bringing that up is they were the runners up in the. Stanley Cup final last year, so I have them missing. I think their last year in that Cup run, I kept viewing them as like a fluke, and they weren't going right. to move on every yeah. round. Like yeah. they, they can't win they this round. Kept, they kept going to the Cup final. Yeah, and, and the other two teams in that division that we have in Montreal is Detroit and Chicago, and they maybe not, but they might be the worst two teams in the league. Um, Point wise, because I think because I think Detroit is there definitely a very weak team. Yes. Probably a bottom two or three team in the league. Yes. I think Chicago is going to have a tough time because they have because of the teams they have to play, and I don't think they're going to match up well against them. I I would agree with that. I actually noted who I think is the worst team in the league. We haven't got there yet. All right. Um, Chicago, Chicago's oh. been a dynasty for the last decade, and, yeah, I have them struggling big time this year. We mentioned Jonathan Taves has that undiagnosed illness they haven't come up with. Yep. He's, he's their captain, their number one center. He's not there. And Kirby Doc, who is their best young prospect, he was a rookie last year, played very well. Uh, he was the captain for Canada in the World Juniors. He's still only 19 or 20, and he broke his wrist um, in the pre-games, in pregames of World Juniors. So he didn't even get to play in that. And I believe he's basically out for the season. Yeah, Having those two out will hurt them substantially. And early last year, Robin Leonard was their starting goalie. He was traded to Vegas. He's now one of the best goalies in the world in Vegas, yeah. and they basically have three backups that are trying to play. Malcolm, Su- Malcolm Su- Subban's playing. Malcolm Subban's playing tonight. So. That is, I don't want Malcolm Subban as my number one goalie. Nah, that's PK's brother for anyone. I kind of figured. Know. I put a couple things together there. <laughs> <laughs> figured it out. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, the East, which I believe is the strongest division in hockey this year, which is unfortunately where Buffalo is, so they got to navigate that. Uh, A team that hasn't been talked about enough, we saw them spank the Penguins tonight. I have Philly winning the division. I think they are an underrated powerhouse this year. I'm with you. Okay, so I have them winning the division. Um. I'll save my surprises afterwards. I have Washington finishing third in the division. So do I. <laughs> right. This is anticlimactic. So. Um, Pittsburgh, who's been a f- another powerhouse over the last decade, I have them missing the playoffs. I'm with you. God I'll damn. start answering for Adam. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> write down his answer before the test. Yeah, I, look, I looked over I believe both New York teams, the Islanders and the Rangers, are going to squeak into the playoffs. 
which also puts the Boston Bruins. I'm not with him. Okay. Um, I don't agree. All right. (laughs) The Bruins and the Penguins have been two of the powerhouses in the East for the last decade, and I have them both missing. The Bruins lost Chara and Krug on defense and did not replace them. And one of the elite scorers in the NHL, David Posternock, had hip surgery going back to like October or something. He's still not ready to go. You you can't replace him. Yeah, I don't know if Marshawn's playing – He's coming back soon if he okay. is, if he isn't playing yet. So I I've got them missing. I think the young New York Rangers, led by Panarin and the rookie Lafreniere, are going to sneak in. I think they might. I think goaltending. Obviously, they got a very a stud in goal with Shesterkin. But okay. you like that? Uh, I was waiting for that pronunciation. Uh I <laughs> I I think goaltending hurt them. I have the Bruins at number two in that division. You know my number four. You're going with it, huh? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sneak. They're sneaking in somehow. You want to tell me? Yeah. Savers. Jack Eichel. I Jack Eichel number four. I predict they're going to win every year, and they don't. So I'm kind of going reverse psychology this year. <laughs> that's like why. That. I, that's why I almost picked Baltimore in our pool because I was like, oh, if I pick Baltimore <laughs> and I win, I win, I win the pool. But if I and then if they lose that, the Bills win. And. The New Jersey Devils are a young team that struggled last year, and I believe they are the only weak team in this division, and therefore they're going to get the shit kicked out of them all season. Therefore, I yeah. think they are by far the worst team yeah, probably, at the end of this season. So I, I had originally, I had the, see, I made it not so dramatic here. I had the Islanders and Rangers in and crossed them off, and then I put okay. the Caps and Sabres in. All right. I hope, I hope you're right because I want the Sabres in. <laughs> what do you got? Stanley Cup. So, again, not knowing the matchups, I already put a little bit on them in the future future bet. So, I've got oh, – yeah. I, I think this is the avalanche <laughs> year. I'm taking the avalanche over Philadelphia in the cup finals. I'm not joking with you guys. You got the Sabres. <laughs> no. That's the exact same thing I have on my <laughs> 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 uh, So do I. <laughs> Uh, we can run through this a little quicker. So we took the major awards. Um, yeah, exactly. Major <laughs> awards. Uh, the Hart Trophy, league MVP, and I'll go Art Ross, which is also the leading score points total, not goals. Uh, so I've got Nathan McKinnon taking both of those this year in Colorado. I have McKinnon taking the Hart, and I have Jack Eichel taking the Art Ross. I like that. Jack Eichel should have a, a monster year if he – just He's think if they, be fun to watch. Just think if they put Skinner on the first line instead of the fourth line. Jesus. Skinner, Christ. I don't even know her. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have Hall there like he is. Uh, the Rocket, I'm saying put both on there. Oh, okay. The Rocket Richard trophy, which goes to the player with the most goals. That's what I was telling you earlier. That's what you, yeah, okay. <laughs> sure you were. Uh, the most goals on the season, I think Austin Matthews and Toronto will take that. So do I. All right. Uh, Norris Trophy, league's top defenseman. That was won by Roman Yossi last year. Who do you have? <laughs> I have Seth Jones. I got Victor Hedman. All right. He's, he's the caveman. We they interviewed <laughs> a little bit ago. Uh, keeping the theme, t- Tampa's still very strong. I got Vasilevsky winning the Vesna as the top goalie. Kind of hot. <laughs> Who? <laughs> kind of hot. All right. 
That is uh, Carter Hart for all you non-Bostonians. <laughs> He's Philly's goalie. And then I think Alexis, Alexi Lafreniere could have – I wish we had an 82-game season. Yeah. Because I think he could have one of the biggest rookie years we've seen in the last 20 or 30 years. Yeah, because years. of the offensive powerhouse that the Rangers, the Rangers should have. Yeah, so I think he could – like I said, I wish it was 82 games. I think he could set some records as a rookie. So I got him winning the Calder for rookie of the year. I have Toaster Strudel. <laughs> T- Tim Stuzel from the Senators. Oh, okay. <laughs> I knew it could. Toaster Strudel. There was, there was no way the kid was born. He sold his name rights to Toaster Strudel. <laughs> Toco Chris. I got Stuzel, Stuzel winning the Calder. Uh, All right, gentlemen. Two other quick NHL notes. There were like five teams that didn't have captains still. Um, Vegas. They're in their, like, fourth year now. They've never had a captain. Mark Stone was named the first-ever captain of Vegas today. And not too much of a surprise, uh, the Detroit Red Wings named Dylan Larkin captain after not having a captain since uh, Boo. I think Zetterberg left. Yeah. So they haven't had a captain for, like, five years. Not a Red Wings fan there. Not a Dylan Larkin fan. Okay. But. I, don't, I, I actually don't blame <laughs> you for that. I think he's overrated. That's that. Hey, I'm going to Stars. Yeah. I think we've mentioned most of our stars. Yeah, I got one left. Uh, I've got two left, surprisingly. Ooh. Surprisingly, yeah. I actually have three. You didn't have Lex Lumpkin? No, I did not. Disappointing. Uh, my third star is uh, Luke Garza for Iowa. I think Luke Garza's having a great year. I've been very critical of Luke Garza. I think he's a great college basketball player, but he has some developing to do before he's successful in the NBA. He's a back-to-the-basket type of center, and that's not really style in the NBA. So, And have you ever seen him run? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look very athletic. No, and I think it looks he, like Taylor running. I think he's <laughs> I think he's successful in college because he's strong, but I... You guys I, can't <clears throat> see, but Taylor's doing laps right now. Yeah. <laughs> so my Do third you, star is Luke Garza. like it. Do you still have the mullet under that hat? Oh, God, yes. Okay, good. Have you seen... Uh, Cameron Smith's mullet at the... Oh, Cameron Smith. Yeah, the golfer, Australian golfer. He's no. got a good one going right now. He's got a good one going. I think should be your inspiration. De- yeah, defending champion of the did Sony. did an interview, <laughs> and he said, I heard Taylor Willis had one. <laughs> Fuck him. Mine's better. So, all right. He's not one of my stars, but... I'm surprised I've never heard of Cameron Smith. Is yeah. he someone that... You should know Cameron. I mean, he, he finished second at the Masters this year, yeah, so... Yeah. You should I'm know I'm sure Cam. I do if I'd see him. I don't know Look why that name up. isn't... He's got a cat lick mustache, and... Yeah, it's not good. Cat lick. Cadillac. Last week, I gave Steph Curry a shout-out for 62 points because that's one hell of an achievement. Mm. And that night, Bradley Beal had 60 points against Philly uh, last Wednesday. So, Bradley Beal, my third star of the week. My third star is Harris English. I know Taylor wanted to touch on this a little bit. He did win the Century Tournament last year, or last week, which is full of previous winners. He did not win last year. They invited in because of the COVID stuff. Yep. They invited anyone that was in the top 20 that hadn't already won. So that's how he got his invite. Top 20 in the like FedEx? In, yeah, okay. in the FedEx. Um, so that's how he got his invite in. Um, and he hit a hell of a shot. He was down one, headed to 18. I texted you guys. Um, we I, got the prudent bait text. Yeah. yeah I, I, flipped, <laughs> I flipped it on because I had looked at ESPN just to see where they were sitting. Uh, he was down one, headed to 18, which is downhill part five. And he <coughs> put his second shot to about. Eight feet. He did miss the pot. Laser. And made and made the birdie. Yeah. Um. Went that, to extra holes and. That's. A, I have a question about extra holes. I know Taylor probably saw that's, it, but that's an exciting 18th hole. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I like that one. I've never seen. I mean, when I think of that hole, I think of big sweeping drivers off the deck or things like that to go into the green. And you watch them hit these big 50-yard slingers that run down that slope and filter towards the yeah, hole. Right. I've never yeah. seen such an aggressive just take it right over the cut and go for oh, it. Oh, yeah, he, he, he went right at it. and It was, I mean, it was a now or never kind of shot anyway, so of course you're going to go for it. But I've never seen someone not shape it around the yeah, hazard but right, going and, straight at it. Yeah, he knew he only it had held to clear. pretty well, actually. Yeah, he knew he just had to clear because obviously a two-putt got him in in the playoff. So, But, yeah, he put it to like eight <laughs> feet. He just missed the putt, too. He just didn't hit it hard enough. I wanted but, the playoff. Yeah, you wanted a playoff over Neiman. So I want to ask you guys about, obviously, we all golf. So as Harris English is teeing off 18, maybe coming down 18 still, they show Neiman, him and his girlfriend or wife, I don't know if he's married or not, are sitting at a picnic table with Sergio and his wife eating lunch. I mean, he could be 15 minutes from a playoff, and he had been done for about 45 minutes. And then all of a sudden, I think he saw, as soon as he saw English hit his shot in, he hurried up and ran to the practice screen to start putting. Like, I don't know if he was... Because, uh, so they started, obviously, Bones is on the broadcast. I mean, they were asking Bones, they're like, you don't want to be like, hey, get your ass up there and start hitting some balls. You've been done for a while. But he's like, Bones is like, I would go over and kind of tell him, hey, mm-hmm. let's start going to hit some balls. And okay. I don't know, and he hit a... So he hit a good drive in the playoff, but then his second shot came just short and it hit and kicked down the hill. Um, and then he left the next one short, chipped short again. So I don't know what, like what you guys thought was going to the play. I would think you got to hit some balls, right? Yeah. I, I was, Were we trying to figure out where I was going with that? So I was going to say, I love when you say, I have a question for you guys. And then you tell a five minute story. <laughs> I love when you do that. <laughs> I was, I'm waiting, waiting, like, where's the question? <laughs> so, so would you guys, obviously I would assume you guys would, I think try to hit balls or pot or something. Yeah, I, it's a personal I, preference for sure. Definitely yeah. personal preference. I would say so, but mm-hmm. I, I do think there's not a great way to fix it, 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 especially if somebody comes from down the leaderboard. Right in a yeah, because Neiman shot nine under Sunday in a play in. in a playoff in golf. There's always going to be the argument of who somebody's going to have an advantage because one player often has been sitting for 45 minutes or an hour, right. and the other player gets to go. 18th green, 10 minutes later, the tee box. And unfortunately, there's not really a great way to fix yeah. that. Also depends on logistics, too. Like, where's the range in comparison to everything else? Right. Yeah. I don't so, know what the logistics yeah, are. Yeah, it's like he rushed over. He probably hit, like, 10, 15 pots. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, it didn't even matter, the say, putting. But. I think we've seen some instances where the range is nowhere near where the playoff would be, so they'll allow them to take, like, a bag of balls to, for example, say, number one tee and hit them down the number one fairway. I yeah. have seen that before, but. Yeah, I've personal preference. I think a lot of my own personal best rounds of golf, where I've played a morning round for a tournament and then gone and played in the afternoon with no practice in between hours and hours off, mm-hmm. and you go back out and you're dialed after hours of not playing. So you should have done that this year with me. Maybe you should have too. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I played better. Oh boy! This is oh boy. <laughs> hey, do you remember when we said we we're gonna get boxing gloves and have them do a box, <laughs> boxing match this summer? Yeah. Just bring that back up. Uh, yeah, overall, I think I agree with why you're asking it, yeah. but I think it is a personal preference for everyone. Oh, on me. Uh, my next star is Josh Allen for 324 yards, two touchdowns, 75% completion percentage. It was like 74 and change, but I like it. Since he's dogged all the time for his completion percentage. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll just give my first and second star since we already mentioned one of them. Alabama won the title game 
Second star, Najee Harris, 158 total yards and three touchdowns. And then Devontae Smith, 250 receiving yards and three touchdowns, basically in the first half because he got hurt. Uh, those are no matter what the argument about Ohio State's defense for those two guys to put up, uh, you know, 360 some yards and six total touchdowns is impressive. When Mac Jones had like 484 yards passing or something yeah, like that, something yeah. like 64. Did you see that body on Five him? Five touchdowns. Oh, I did with a cigar. Yeah, I mean it's a, that's elite. <laughs> that's <laughs> that was. Taylor's not probably not seeing it. I'll show you after this. Hell of a body on the kid. Let He's, me tell you. It's his wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not surprised. Uh, we already mentioned my second first. Devontae Smith, two, and Lex Lumpkin, number one. The more Nickelodeon. I, I, thought it was, I thought they did a good job. Obviously, they were trying to get kids involved and excited about it. That's why we watched it, but we didn't watch it, but you yeah, did. I'm not a huge fan of Romo, so it's so Nickelodeon seemed like the better option. <laughs> it's, All right. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious if they start expanding that out to other things. As I, th- I thought I saw somebody. They says they should throw one of these on Comedy Central and just have like yes. Snoop Dogg and like have Jeff Matt. Ross do it like a <laughs> just, uh, just have a couple of people. Yeah, just have a couple of guys that just like don't give a shit and just <laughs> just let it all say whatever you want. AMC just overdub <laughs> a bunch of zombies walking around. On them. Uh, first start of the week, the Cleveland Browns defense had four interceptions. I think they had a couple other turnovers, or whatever. But yep. there were a difference in that game. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's my first star, Cleveland's defense. Stars, duds. Got any over stars there? or duds there? Uh, no stars for me, but I have a dud. It's kind of a collective dud. It's something that's been grinding my gears. Every year we see people that are bandwagon fans, but being from Western New York. In my experience, we haven't really had a lot of great teams, so you you kind of see it going off in the distance, whether it's, oh, I'm a Seahawks fan all of a sudden. It's like, well, we're in New York, and you've never posted anything before about it. But when the Bills start playing good, you start to notice all the people that have been posting negative stuff about Josh Allen and the Bills who are now all of a sudden all over social media, and they're bandwagon fans. you got to go through the grind of the 500 seasons yep. if you're going to enjoy or this. Or less. Or, or I didn't want to go there, but let's be honest. Yeah. Happens, we're now in the season where we get to enjoy it. And you go to Facebook and you've got all these people amongst the zinnias that act like they've always been fans. It's just something that grinds my gears. Yeah. So if you're one of those people, pick it and stick it. Find a team. I I, I think I get from Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But it. I'm curious if it's less of a bandwagon type thing, or because I have heard a lot of people spitting chicklets was one. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was this week. I listened to like three episodes today, um, but a lot of people I think are very excited and want to see the Bills win, just because of everything they've gone through. So I don't know if it's so much bandwagon. There's probably there's probably if a you lot end of your post with a hashtag Bills Mafia. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people doing it, but I I think there's a that's his point. I think I think there's a lot of people that just want to see see them do well, and it brings a lot out. And people, I have a friend who's a Giants fan, and he texted me. Or sent me the video of a kid jumping through the table on fire, and then he was on fire afterwards. Yeah. And all he he sent me the video, and I had already seen it. And then he said, "God, I hope the Bills win the Super Bowl." <laughs> it could be the craziest parade, city burning down. Josh yeah, said he was going to go through a table if he wins the he Super did. Bowl. Ta- he said tables, plural. Oh, makes me want it even more. <laughs> yeah. All right, gentlemen. If nothing else. See you guys next week.